Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Wit Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Hey, gang, it's Mosley. We're rolling. Uh, we're going to take you three hours, and we're going to do a lot of baseball talk. We'll also let you know that to hear the Rangers game uh, in its entirety, we will uh, send you over to our Fox, our sister station, 1330 AM, 93.9 FM. And I generally would not be trying to encourage you to ever leave us, but I totally forgive you on a huge day like today. I mean, it it's... Uh, if, I, if we could run them on every one of our stations, that would be my choice today. They rarely leave these uh, choices up to to me, but uh, it's a big day. Big uh, Rangers uh, uh, game, and Rangers have just taken, uh, if you're just kind of getting with us this afternoon as we start the show, Rangers have taken a one nothing lead in the top of the fifth inning at the Trop there in St. Petersburg, Florida, Adolis Garcia just hammers a ball, and as he tends to do, the ball got way out of the trap, and uh, just uh, just a great moment for Adolis and Rangers have been uh, and they have uh, run uh, one runner on now in the uh, Aaron. I'm sorry, it, it's the. It's the top of the fourth inning. I'm just, I was looking at the wrong thing. Um, you see that five? What is that five next to? Oh, is that telling us, like, who's up at the, I don't know. Anyway, it is in the top of the fourth. Uh, watching this game as we're talking to you. And uh, very, very interesting. Leody Tavares just stole second base. So the Rangers have runner in scoring position with two outs in the top of the fourth inning. And Josh Young at the plate and that's trouble Aaron (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting on you to catch up (laughs) well yeah I think it's good that I'm not because I I can't be doing play-by-play off of live (laughs) radio but um that's some great news for the Rangers uh right fielder and I don't know what they'll call that because he didn't get there in time but completely kind of misplayed a ball out in right field and uh, got by him. Leody races around and scores. And Josh Young, because of what was probably will be considered an, I don't know if he ever, did that ball touch his glove or not? He dove for it. it. So they may end up giving Young a triple. It was a uh, guy went all out to get it, the right fielder, and he didn't get there. And so Josh Young on uh, <laughs> on third right now. And... The Rangers have just left the building, and who else, Aaron, <laughs> but Evan Carter Man, uh, stepping up with That's a, a – I guess we should have gone live to hear all this. <laughs> <laughs> we do some live look-ins. We don't normally do that in our very first segment. We can uh, join the game because we are a major Rangers affiliate 
so we can join the, the game at any point. But every time Aaron and I decide to join the game, it's usually like the final out of the inning immediately occurs. But Evan Carter, uh, who's been starting in left field for the Rangers, 21 years old, and he's batted six times in this series so far, and he's reached base every single time. Uh, this is unheard of. He was, like, setting records yesterday. I'm sure this is some kind of new record. Any Has any rookie in their first playoff game ever reached base in their first six times at the plate? The answer is probably no. Um, I mean, all sorts of history being made. And Evan Carter, and that was Eflin on the mound. He'd been pitching fine for the Rays. And uh, Adolis Garcia gets the first one. Just a he, a ball on the outside of the plate. He just goes and grabs it. And he leaves one up to Evan Carter. And Evan Carter just destroyed that. And it's so fun to watch him, Aaron. He, uh, I, was, I was listening earlier today. He was going to go to Duke and study biology. And I believe he wanted to be a dentist. Uh, and then he ends up getting drafted in the second round, so he comes to the Rangers. And, I mean, this is already becoming one of the Rangers' all-time great draft stories, at least this early in his career. And Evan Carter, I mean, just obliterated a pitch from Eflin, the righty. And, I mean, Aaron, he's supposed to be a little nervous in his first ever uh, – appearance in the playoffs and he just keeps uh uh crushing it so the rangers now up for nothing and you know obviously the rays now not feeling great about things only the bottom of the fourth they still have plenty of time rangers bullpen looked good yesterday uh montgomery looked awesome yesterday avaldi has looked tremendous so far today there's been just a yeah, I just a little bit of traffic on the bases, but he's been fine. He's had at least, I think he's got five strikeouts, Aaron. Evaldi, at one point, he had struck out four of eight batters, and I think yeah, he's, he's got, got five. A, okay, he's got and five a for of, the game. A couple of, yeah. you know, I mean, they were they were real hits. They weren't Texas leaguers, yeah. but just a couple of singles is all he's yeah. given up. No really hard hit balls. It's been yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, and Evaldi had been shaky in recent weeks, and so you don't know exactly what you're going to get from him, and so you probably have the bullpen ready to roll, whether you go to the Heaney or Perez, but right now he's pitching so beautifully, you just keep rolling with him. And uh, Aaron, they're on the uh, TV broadcast, ABC now, they're going to uh, Bruce Bochy. It's funny for me to see Coley Harvey. Aaron, this guy was like, you remember when I used to be in NFC East? blogger for espn.com and we all each each division had bloggers and then at some point every team had a blogger uh at espn.com this guy covered the dolphins i mean he was like a dolphins kind of um espn.com beat writer so it's almost kind of like they say well coley's Coley's out there, you know, fairly close to St. Petersburg. Let's send him over. And there he is on ABC interviewing uh, Bochi um, at, at the uh, bottom of the inning interview. And uh, I love hearing Bochi interviewed. He's kind of funny. Um, and by the way, the uh, Rays do have a leadoff hit 
uh, and we'll uh, we'll go we'll go live if they get anything going here. Right now, just they have Le- a Rose Arenas on that. What whatever crowd there is, Aaron, they're trying to muster <laughs> a little something here. Rob? They're trying to rally their team. Yesterday announced uh, attendance, Aaron. What was it? Nineteen something, nineteen thousand, and the lowest attendance in over a hundred years for a playoff game. <laughs> I think it was nineteen nineteen. The last time. There oh was yeah, this is the Black Sox. It was yeah, like the Black Sox scandal or exactly something. Right. It took like some kind of horrible scandal to not have fans show up, <laughs> and probably back then, Aaron. I mean, I, I wouldn't think the the old ball. Now, of course, there was used to be with Comiskey and Wrigley and Fenway being around forever. But I even those ballparks probably in the early days were only held twenty five to thirty. I can't imagine those being just enormous ballparks. They probably added on over the years. Although Wrigley and Fenway, pretty much, uh, pretty much the same. Old Comiskey, I don't think, uh, um, is in existence anymore. And then, of course, Tiger Stadium is no longer in existence. God, I loved. That was the only thing bummer about. I always wanted to go to Tiger Stadium, the old one. And so by the time the Rangers were in that uh, that NLCS in Detroit, and I got to go to all those games, Aaron. They were in that new, whoever the pizza salesman whatever they called that, you know, like the Little Caesars pizza guy owned everything out there, and they were in that new ballpark. It's a nice ballpark, but I just always, as a kid, thought it would be fun to go to Tiger Stadium because I was enamored with those stadiums that had, uh, you know, like the the home run porches or those old second or third decks up there. And you would hear, you would see, like, Kirk Gibson um, – or or somebody you know hit, hit that deal. Yeah, Aaron, let's do that. Let's um, um let's listen to uh this was last inning or the uh, top half of the inning uh and uh oh okay, this is the uh, the ABC call of uh, and and it's our friend Aaron uh Sean McDonough who did an interview with us a couple of years ago and then mentioned my name during the Big 12 uh, championship game. I, I really, I really like Sean. Let's listen to Sean's call of Evan Carter's uh, home run in the uh, top of the fourth inning, which puts the Rangers up. Second, if he doesn't even try to die for that. There's a drive to right off the bat of Evan Carter, and what a postseason he is having! The 21-year-old rookie with a two-run homer. Yeah, it, Evan Carter puts the Rangers up for nothing with um and and scores, I guess Young scored on that. Young right fielder for the Rays. Rays have been a nightmare in the field, although uh, Yandy Diaz actually made a great play early in this game, but the right fielder decided to try to lay out to uh Young hit kind of a little flare out there to right field and he just missed the ball. And it went all the way back to the wall. And uh, Young makes it to third. Aaron, I guess you call that a triple, right? I mean, you, the guy didn't get a glove on it. So I, I guess that thing got ended up getting scored as a triple. Young makes it all the way to third base. And then Evan Carter, I mean, who's been great in this series, reached all four times yesterday, been on, you know, reached twice today. The second at bat of today, I mean, this is your nine hole hitter. And what he did to that baseball, 
off Eflin. I'm trying to remember Aaron where Eflin, his background, pretty good, uh, pretty good player. Rangers have just um, erased the Rays in the bottom of the fourth inning. Avaldi has another strikeout. Aaron, let's get our. It's up to seven now. <laughs> who's been shaky <laughs> is is in St. Petersburg just absolutely dealing today. And um and, and now we'll go to the fifth inning. Rangers will be up to hit. Um Aaron, I don't know if we'll do any live look ins because hopefully the Rangers will just kind of breeze on from here. Now with this bullpen, you never know. But the great thing is in this series, the one thing you don't want to do before, uh, well, first of all, I don't want to jinx this thing. But, but before another series, you don't want to throw, you know, really have your bullpen and pitchers in tough shape. And Rangers right now, everything's looking great. Oh, and the other big news, Aaron, today is that Max Scherzer, before this game, and I just saw footage of it. Aaron and I, you, if you were watching the TV, you probably looked up there and saw this too. Mm-hmm. This was not a like, oh, he, he's throwing it around, and you know, hopefully everything will be cool. Like he, he was really reaching back and throwing it. He threw a bullpen session today, and then he like was all excited and high fiving his teammates. He talked to the media. I know Evan Grant from the Morning News was in on the conversation with him, and I mean, he was jacked and. On the TV broadcast, they they kind of I think it was Tim Kirkchen was saying he doesn't think he would be ready for the ALDS or even the ALCS, but obviously leaving the door open to be ready for the World Series. Now, Aaron, if he's throwing a bullpen huh. and he's looking like he did, um, I I would not totally rule out the ALCS. And they they just by the way showed. Um, Adolis Garcia's home run again, and I don't know who he was talking to. It could have been the catcher. Oh no, Aaron! <laughs> another Rays. error. Ray's just made another <laughs> error. Second baseman wow. just booted a ball, and he doesn't always play second. Feel a little bit bad for him. He's the Australian kid, Mead, and he just got. He was ranging to his left, and he didn't get down on the ball. Ball just, you know, I, I. You could be really nice and try to call this a hit, but that probably should be an error. Let's see what they – I was going to look up here and see what they call that. But the Rangers do lead 4 nothing now in the top of the fourth. And Aaron, I like – by the way, I like what they call these pitches. Um, Like they – you know, they'll say curveball or fastball. Like they'll put a little thing up in the, the box there when you're watching this game and uh, – sweeper they just called whatever Eflin did a sweeper and uh base hit now out to uh right field and Rangers have runners on the corners with no out Seegers over on third base and Grossman um just kind of hit a little seeing eye um uh grounder and did not hit it that hard but now the Rangers have runners on he did okay runners on first and third um, but Aaron, just a perfect, you know, he put it exactly where their second baseman couldn't get to it. Runners on first and third. Um, Aaron, let's see what, what, how are we doing on time here? Three. Why don't we, why don't we, uh, with the Rangers threatening with runners on first and third and no outs, 
let's do a live look in at the uh, the trop to uh, the Rangers radio network. That Paredes didn't have any time to react there. Just like I don't buy that Leoti's line out to first was only 89 in the second <laughs> inning. Well, here's Nate, first and third. They're back at double play depth now, and he takes a strike at his 0-1. Nate has flied out and struck out. Now one for seven in the series. He was the 13th round pick by Tampa Bay in 2016. His brother was a first round pick. The set. The pitch. And that's off the plate outside. That was the uh, sweeper, a pitch that Eflin does not throw very frequently. Let's put it this way. Seager didn't have time to get away from third. There was no chance for Paredes to even think about a double play because Corey couldn't move. The count is one and one. Here's the pitch. And that's chopped high in the air behind the mound. This will score a run. The only play to first base for the pitcher, Eflin. And crossing the plate is Seager as the Rangers make it five to nothing. Nate Lowe picking up his first postseason RBI. Well, balancing out all the bullets that are getting caught, you get a Baltimore infield chop here that produces a run. A nice play by Eflin to come off the mound and turn it into an out, but the only play he had was at first. Grossman's now at second base. This is an unearned run, of course, as that would have been the third out as you reconstruct the inning without the error. Heim one for two with a single and a liner to first, and he takes a strike. Well, Eflin, uh, a guy who was drafted as the 33rd pick in the nation out of high school by San Diego, then traded to the Dodgers and then to the Phillies the same day. The pitch is inside. At the uh, winter meetings back in 2014, he went from San Diego to the Dodgers for Matt Kemp. The next day from the Dodgers to the Phillies for Jimmy Rollins. And was with the Phillies since then until this year. 1-1, swung on, lifted in the air to center field. This is deep but playable. Back goes Margo. He's under it. He gathers it in two-handed to close out the inning, but the Rangers add insurance. They get an unearned run on one hit and one error, and they leave one. After four and a half, the Rangers lead the Rays five to nothing on the Louisiana Hot Sauce Rangers Radio Network. And uh, we get to do that because we are a Rangers affiliate. And I want to remind you, if you want to hear the entire game as Rangers take a 5 nothing lead, things looking really good. Of course, it's Rangers bullpen. Uh, the good news is Evaldi's pitching beautifully today, so may not be may not be a big issue. And that was uh, that last fly ball hit it okay out to the center, but not uh, didn't threaten as the Rangers take a 5 nothing lead to the bottom of the fifth inning now. And Eflin, they got to be thinking about getting him out of this game, the Rays pitcher. And again, Ovaldi has uh, seven strikeouts and has been dominant today. Another great start for the Rangers, at least through, um, you know, four four innings. So we'll see how he does here in the bottom of the fifth. And uh, we'll continue. We'll talk baseball. We got some football coming up uh, today. We got a lot to visit with you about. We got uh, Joey McGuire after the Rangers game today. Joey McGuire, Texas Tech head football coach, will join us well, probably about 5.20 today. We will uh, make sure the, the Rangers game is over, so we want to make sure we have our full audience uh, together as usual. We'll all gather and listen to the former Baylor assistant turned Texas Tech head football coach. Again, if you want to listen to the rest of the Rangers game, 13.30 a.m., 
93.9 FM. That is that is a Fox Central Texas. Um, and uh, we welcome you to go over there today. We give you permission. All right, uh, next we got some uh, uh, NFL stuff coming uh, from the Cowboys to update you on, and we'll continue to talk some baseball all coming up next. The Bears are back home at McLean Stadium this Saturday, hosting Coach Joey McGuire and the Texas Tech Red Raiders on Go Gold Weekend in Waco. 5 p.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show with a 7 p.m. kickoff. Join John, JJ, and Ricky for all the play-by-play. It's the Bears and the Red Raiders. Big 12 football this Saturday, and it's right here on ESPN Central Texas. Bush's Chicken has a long tradition of being voted the best chicken in communities where we're located. People love our specials like Tender Tuesday and Happy Hour every day from 2 to 5 p.m. And Bush's believes in giving back to our communities. Most weeks throughout the year, Bush's Chicken is donating meals and our famous iced tea in support of area schools and churches. Stop by today and get the best chicken, the best tenders, and the best tea at the best value. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. Hi, I'm Baylor alum Dave Smith with RockMyMortgage.com. As an independent mortgage broker with 116 residential and commercial lenders, RockMyMortgage.com is your best option when you need real estate financing. With over 25 years as a mortgage consultant, I'll have you in, out, and saving money with no lender fees and low rates. Whether it's for your personal home, vacation home, or investment property, I have all the options. RockMyMortgage.com, powered by Edge Home Finance, represents you, the Baylor fan, not some big lending company. If you're looking to get pre-approved, visit me at RockMyMortgage.com today. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at PioneerBoys.com. Family-owned and operated, L&V Auto Repair goes the extra mile to make sure the job is done right the first time. L&V Auto Repair services all makes and models, and they specialize in air conditioning service, suspension repair, brakes, cooling systems, transmission, and total engine replacement. They will perform a complete diagnosis of your problem so you will know how much the repair will cost before they even turn a wrench. Open six days a week, including Saturday, 8 until 1, L&V Auto Repair, 1000 North Loop Drive, Waco, 254-235-3885. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. 
Since 2001, Ross Insurance Agency has provided Central Texans with quality, reliable, and timely insurance services. An independent agency, Ross Insurance Agency writes personal, commercial, and life insurance policies, once for events, and also for long-term disability care. They believe values matter, and their relationships with clients span generations. They'll make sure you are covered. Ross Insurance Agency, 254-224-6430, and at rossinsuranceagencywaco.com. Hey, neighbor, I saw your license plate. Welcome to Texas. Thanks. I'm going to need a bigger mower for this lawn. Seems like everything's bigger here. (laughs) It sure is. And we're saving up for a big pool. Well, then you're going to need a high-yield CD from EECU. They have a 5.5% APY on a nine-month CD. 5.5%? That is big. Yep, we've done our banking with EECU for years, and we opened a CD just last week. It was fast and easy to open online. Just call 800-333-9934 or go to eecu.org slash high-yield and open your CD in under five minutes. Wow. What'd you call them? EECU? (laughs) That's right. They've been helping Texans grow their savings for over 85 years. You can't go wrong with EECU and a 5.5% APY, but hurry, go to eecu.org slash high yield today because it's a limited time offer. Thanks for the tip. Hey, uh, you don't know any good fishing spots, do you? Federally insured by NCUA. APY is annual percentage yield. $2,500 minimum deposit required from an external source. Membership requirements apply. For additional terms and conditions, call 800-333-9934. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, it is. It is the Matt Mosley Show, and Rangers up 5 nothing now, and uh, they are through five at the trop. And we, uh, well, we got all kinds of guests, former morning news uh, beat writer. We had Todd Wills on yesterday. Kevin Longquist, Aaron, our long-lost friend, our rivals, uh, used to be with rivals. He's left us. He still keeps up with the Bears, though. And uh, he is, uh, I think he's going to jump on at 4 o'clock. He's also a huge Minneapolis uh, um, fan, or a Twins fan. Uh, so he's he's got ties to the St. Paul, the Twin Cities um, and I was going to look over there, Aaron, has that game started yet? Um, obviously we're, oh, it's just getting ready to start, right? Toronto in Minnesota and the uh, twins lead that, um, series one, nothing. And I was looking Aaron yesterday with the, uh, twins. I was going to look at the, um, and see, they had, they had somebody that had two home runs. I think that was the DH Lewis. Uh, ends up with uh, two home runs in that game, unlike the Trop, which is no home field advantage, which is just kind of like an embarrassing place to play a, a playoff game. Here the Rays have a tremendous season, end up in a, in a playoff series, and, and just getting trounced by the Rangers, and they've got no fans in there. Uh, Royce Lewis is who I was talking about, 24-year-old slugger, and... Um, uh, his this postseason, golly, he had three at bats. He was two for three, with uh, or he had. Let's see, he had three at bats. Had two home runs in his uh, in his uh, at bats. Three RBI. And uh, Aaron, you care to know what that is for OPS when you do that? Sure. That would be three thousand four hundred and seventeen. Oh. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> that's not bad. And uh, on the year. Um, 
batted 309, had 15 home runs, 52 RBI, and a 920 OPS. So had a nice year, but not the kind of year you're like, okay, this guy. And maybe they called him up because he doesn't have as many as at bats as uh, a lot of folks. So he may have been called up. Uh, first, uh, he was the first overall pick for the Twins in 2017 and the first overall pick in the entire draft from Capistrano, California. Now, back to the task at hand here. Rangers now batting top of the sixth, and they have a 5 nothing lead over the race. And it's uh, Adolis hit the first home run to put them up one nothing, and then they just kind of added since then Rays have booted the ball around again. The right fielder went for a ball, ended up uh, being a triple for Young because he just didn't get to the ball. It goes all the way to the wall. And then Evan Carter comes up and just hits a missile out of there. And the Rangers were able to score a run even after Adolis Garcia came back up and just ripped one down the third base line that was caught. And... um, Aaron, it was hit so hard, like Seager didn't get off third, but about two steps because that ball was just a rocket. And the Rays have made a pitching change. Aaron, I was going to see who they have in there. Um, They have a lefty in there now. So that'll be interesting, Aaron, to see what the Rangers do. Okay, Prochet. Gotcha. Uh, the lefty has come into this game, and um, we're we're keeping you. Uh, gosh, Rangers in <laughs> Rangers in the uh, the top. I mean, these things are like comical. Uh, Josh Young's hit a double, and the ball the ball bounced up and got like in the wall for the Rays in a very sort of comical, embarrassing way. And a Rosarina just kind of hopped up there and grabbed the ball. It just stuck in the padding, which is a ground rule double. And um, two hits, uh, uh, let's see, two doubles and a triple. Goodness gracious. I mean, Josh Young's having a day. And, Aaron, when you hit, when you reach uh, base in, in your first six career postseason plate appearances, your reward is you get to stay in there against the lefty. Like that, I just think Bochi could not <laughs> pinch hit for Evan Carter here. And Evan Carter, the uh, 21-year-old rookie, I mean, this is just unreal. Um, that what what he's uh, what he's been able to uh, accomplish, and in future years, he's so good. Like next year, he'll be an everyday player. He's been platooning. Um, and, and only facing it when they, they go against right-handers. And Bochi had thought when they would go to left-handers that he would pinch hit for him. In this case, he's not. And uh, Aaron, this could become the first plate appearance he's had where he doesn't reach base in the, in the postseason, in, uh, in his very first postseason. And um, it, this has been remarkable to watch. And he's up there battling as we speak, uh, Prochet into the game for the uh, for the Rays, and we're just about to get that uh, game in Minneapolis uh, started. Aaron, the uh, they're doing the exit velocity um, 
on Carter's home run. And it looked, I'm trying to think what the, oh, I think it said 102. It just got out, it got out in a huge hurry. And Evan Carter has failed to reach base for the first time in this series. He strikes out. and uh, But, hey, we're going to get to see him face a lot of lefties. They threw him, Aaron, that was a gorgeous, whatever that was. Was that a curveball they just threw him? And uh, he he just he just struck out, but uh, tremendous tremendous series so far for Evan Carter. And at uh, at four o'clock, we will have uh, noted baseball, Baylor recruiting, Baylor football reporter Kevin Longquist is going to hop on with us. Aaron, he wanted to come on at three twenty, and I was so caught up in what the Rangers were doing, I did not quite uh, I did not quite see what he wanted to do there as uh, Simeon now comes to the plate. A reminder, if you want to hear the rest of this game, Rangers are up 5 nothing, so you can stay with us and we'll keep you posted on everything. The, um, uh, the This game is on Fox Central Texas, and that is 13.30 a.m. and 93.9 f.m. All right, you can hear uh, Eric Nadell and Matt Hicks on the call. As uh, we do, we have the Rangers batting in the top of the sixth inning. And uh, if the Rangers do advance, it would be uh, Baltimore would be up next. That's where that's where you would go for the divisional series. So, but the great thing about a divisional series, Aaron, it wouldn't just stay there for all the games like they do on these three game sets or these best of three series where they just stay in one place which is understandable. You don't want to be flying back across the country on these things. But it's funny, Aaron, you, you, you would usually think, you know, home field advantage would be a nice thing. The Rays have never beaten the Rangers at the Trop uh, in the postseason. Now 0-6, seemingly headed toward 0-7 all-time in the postseason against the Rangers. Rangers came into yesterday 5-0 and all-time against the uh, against the Rays there in the trop. Aaron, does this to your eye look like a better um, a better crowd for the uh, and, and and you know Aaron, I was just kind of for our listeners was talking about how I thought it was embarrassing for Major League Baseball yesterday what the crowd was like. I mean you could pick people out of the stands and see oh there's uh, Dick Vitale. There's you know Dick's you know and they were they were showing him and everything. And that became a national story last night. Like ESP, everywhere I looked, they were just talking about the horrible crowd. I mean, what a what an absolute embarrassment! And by the way, they're now showing Rangers GM Chris Young, and um, what a job he's done in taking over for John Daniels. It was probably time for John. John had a really good run, and uh, and he's taken over. And by the way, the Rangers have now taken a 6-0 lead in the top of the sixth inning over the Rays. And Marcus Simeon. Was, was that Marcus Simeon? Mm-hmm. Okay, Marcus Simeon with a double. And, I mean, they've all been killing the ball. Odolis Garcia hit that screamer to the third baseman. This one goes in the gap um, out uh, out in left center field and, and – uh, and so Rangers are able to score another run, six nothing. And Aaron, the uh, Rays only won 
20 games this entire season. Of all their wins, uh, only 20 came from when the other team scored first. So they don't do well when they're trailing. A lot of teams don't, but that's a low number for a team that won, I don't know, 85 or 90 games. I mean, they won a lot of games. What was it, Aaron? Um, 90? I don't know. I mean, obviously Baltimore uh, did as well. And the Rangers just continue to (laughs) pound it around the yard. And Seager, Seager now has a double. And Rangers up. Seven nothing. I like this, Aaron, because you see this about ten seconds before I do, or five seconds, and then you kind of wait on me to to deliver the news. And the Rays fans just look <laughs> the, the, the dozens and dozens of Rays fans in uh-huh. attendance are stunned. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, Seager is an MVP candidate, and. I mean, he was a little – he finally ran out of juice in like the last week of the season a little bit, and they they got Yandy Diaz that batting title by resting him. And, of course, Seager went out and played because he always plays. The guy who always plays Aaron is Marcus Simeon. He started – I don't – he never came out of a – I don't know if he ever came out of a game – he he play, he started every single game this year and hit leadoff, all 162 games. You just don't see stuff like that anymore. It's extremely important to him to do it. There are moments during the season where he'll get in one of those funks, and you kind of think, is that the best thing? I mean, wouldn't Simeon getting a day off here and there be helpful? And maybe in the future they'll try to do that. And uh, oh, Aaron, there's our man Yandi. Yandy Diaz, who really struggles over there at first base, makes his version of a Willie Mays catch, and he wasn't running very well. I don't know if he's hurt or if that's just the way he runs, but the first baseman for the Rays <laughs> shuffle. Look at him, Aaron. Look at him. He's just not running very well. Yeah, I don't know at if he all. tweaked something or yeah, like maybe said, that's just he, the way he runs. He looked weird, man, trying to run after that. It was it was a Josh Young. Or was that who was who was that just hit that? Anyway, it was a little flare out to right field, and the first baseman did get to it, makes the play. Rangers up seven zip. All right, so here's what I would suggest: we will keep you posted. Now, again, if you want to listen to the rest of it, I totally get that. That's kind of fun to listen to your baseball team, and and you, you got to watch out for this bullpen. I would not completely dismiss the Rays, although it's starting to feel like it might be over. Fox Central Texas, we have the games, all right, on one of our other, our sister station, 93.9 FM and 13.30 AM. You can go over there and listen to Eric Nadell and Matt Hicks and uh, talk to Eric earlier today, in fact, and just told him, Aaron, how much fun it's been hearing his voice on these playoff games, and especially given what Eric went through at the start of this season, was not able to go until, golly, 70, maybe like 85 games into the season because of uh, some mental health issues he was having. And he was very brave and very open about what he was dealing with, with some anxiety and depression and that kind of thing. And I don't know, Aaron, uh, I know you had a very significant event yesterday. 
uh, in your life, uh, something that, you know, you've overcome. And I, I don't know that when people are sort of open about that, th- that kind of thing, it uh, it uh, uh, I, I think it's a great thing. And by the way, let me I think you're fine. Me bringing this up on the air because we've talked about it before. Sure. Uh, but uh, congratulations. Ten years of sobriety. You uh, celebrated yesterday. That is a huge milestone. And I know your life. Uh, ten years later is completely different, and and I think you're of the belief that uh, you might not be around if you had been uh, kept going down the path. So, but anyway, v- congratulations on a on a huge achievement. I appreciate it. I really do. Yeah, and it's uh, just thinking back to when I was drinking, I, I didn't think I could go ten days, much less ten years. So I was, it, mm. it hit me pretty hard in a good way yesterday. Which uh-huh. I mean, you know, that it's always great. <laughs> every year when you hit that milestone again. But, uh, yeah, yesterday was pretty special, so I, I do appreciate it. What's the name of that group that you were praising? Um, Cinecore. That's where okay. I went to rehab. And they have okay. a facility here in Waco. They have them actually all over the state, and uh, they do a wonderful job. Okay. Cinecore. Um, shout out to them. And then, obviously, uh, as you – I saw on your thing, Aaron, you had a whole bunch of names um, – that I'm sure have been really supportive and uh, through that time, because you just, it's hard to do that alone. You need people, you need sponsors, you need, you need people in your life supporting you through that. And I'm sure it looked like you had a lot of friends and family who uh, helped you come out of a a tough hole and uh, 10 years sober, very, very exciting and momentous news. All right. It is time for, A little NFL blitz as the Rangers continue to beat up on these poor Tampa Bay Rays. Aaron, they didn't go with the, did they go with the Devil Rays shirts today? They didn't. They did not. And nothing is helping. And Evaldi still on the mound, just out there dealing. NFL blitz is next. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN, Central Texas. The La Vega Coaches Show with Don Hyde is brought to you by Bush's Chicken, First Central Credit Union. The La Vega Pirates wrapped up their non-district schedule with a 28-21 overtime win over state-ranked Yoakum. Tell us, Coach, how did your team take the lead in the overtime period? We saw a couple things that, uh, from an offensive perspective that allowed us to get after them uh, in the overtime period, and then, of course, from a defense perspective, once we once we had once we scored and kicked the extra point and played defense, of course the fields the fields shrunk in overtime and, and you're able to do some things that you normally are not comfortable doing out in the middle of the field. And so uh, you know our kids just responded really well and we were able to get a score and stop them from scoring. Result we won the football game. The running game has carried the bulk of the offense this season, but it looks like the passing game led to that win on Friday. Well, I mean we can throw the ball. We're gonna take what you give us and. You know, execute the best we can in the passing game. And so, you know, a lot of times what defenses do dictates what you do. And so at times they're giving us a pass and we're throwing the football. And at times we're, they're giving us a run and we're running football. So you got to choose wisely. And uh, our offensive staff done a really good job of putting those plays together and making sure we're successful. You have had a very challenging non-district schedule. Are you and your staff satisfied with a 4-2 and two record considering that the teams that you've played? I mean, no, we're not satisfied at all. We feel like we could be 6-0, and uh, you know, with minus a couple of injuries along the way early in the season from the defensive line. And, and you know, just uh, not making a play when we had the opportunity to make a play. And, uh, you know, we feel like we're about four or five plays away from being 6-0. and And so uh, we're just worried about continually getting better each and every day and, and hope that that comes to fruition and then playing the best football we can play when it's time to play the best football. 
Well, you start district play this week against Waxahachie Life, which is coming off a huge win over Robinson. What can you tell us about the Mustangs? They're very athletic in skill positions, and the quarterback is really good, and the running back is solid, a big kid. The offensive line does a pretty good job of blocking up front, and uh, defensive they get after you. They're they're an odd front with uh, multiple multiple alignments and uh, multiple coverages, and so uh, you know I think they're vastly improved over last year, and it'll be a great 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 football game. ESPN Central Texas. Everything we do, we do for you. Are you looking for a new set of wheels? First Central Credit Union Auto Financing offers fast, complete coverage. Competitive rates and flexible terms make for a win in financing your next vehicle. A quick online application makes it easy to score the money you need at firstcentralcu.com. Everything we do, we do for you. Membership and loan policy requirements apply. Member NCUA. Bush's Chicken has a long tradition of being voted the best chicken in communities where we're located. People love our specials like Tender Tuesday and Happy Hour every day from 2 to 5 p.m. And Bush's believes in giving back to our communities. Most weeks throughout the year, Bush's Chicken is donating meals and our famous iced tea in support of area schools and churches. Stop by today and get the best chicken, the best tenders, and the best tea at the best value. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they will also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cnccollisioncenter.com, and find them on Facebook. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. I'm Joe Kaleo. Business owners deserve financial security, and we're here to help you achieve it. Let's build a relationship and develop a financial plan that can help safeguard your business and nurture your dreams. Kaleo Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. I thought I was going to have to go through a hip replacement or some painful, unsuccessful surgery or be crippled the rest of my life. Electrical engineer Dan Vogler had awful arthritic pain in his hips, pain that not only affected him physically, but also emotionally. And it spilled over even to his relationships. I was almost mean. If you're in pain and other people don't sympathize with it, you're lashing out at the wrong people. But then Dan found QC Kinetics with the latest advances in regenerative medicine, non-surgical treatments with lasting relief. I felt immediate relief. I mean, within half a day, much of the inflammation and pain was down. And today, Dan says he's totally pain-free, living the life he wants. At the end of the fourth treatment, I felt pretty much healed and enthused and was raving about QC Kinetics. I can recommend them highly to anyone. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Mosley, Sexton, with you until 6 o'clock. You hear the music. You know it's time to talk about the NFL. We do it every day at 340 because we know you love hearing about the NFL. And then, of course, at 440, we've got 
campus confidential stories from across all of college football. Uh, Rangers are up 7 nothing in the top of the seventh inning, and the Rays will soon own, if the Rangers can hold them scoreless for one more inning, they'll have the all-time record or tie the record for most consecutive innings being held scoreless. I think it was like 26 or 27. It's just crazy. Aaron, I mean, that to, to go that long without scoring and then you add today's first six innings because Evaldi has been brilliant. I mean, I don't, you know, you could probably rest Evaldi now if you wanted to, but he's just been awesome. And he's got eight strikeouts. He's given up three hits through six innings. And I don't, you know, Montgomery was incredible yesterday. Maybe let him get seven in, seven innings. I, I don't know. You don't have to put him back out there. Um, I think it's time to start, uh, oh, dare I say, <laughs> kind of resting, getting some people off their feet. Come on now. Yeah, but the uh, Rangers closing in on a big victory to win this wild card, uh, best of three wild card series. Uh, up 7 nothing in the top of the seventh inning. Aaron, what do you have for us? Let's talk some NFL. We will start with the Cowboys, the injury report from today's practice. A lot of familiar names. Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, and Peyton Hendershot all missed practice and got rehab work in. Running back Rigo Dowdle also got rehab work in but was on the field for the open portion of practice, according to Todd Archer. And according to Michael Gelkin, CeeDee Lamb, Demarcus Lawrence, Stephon Gilmore, and Jonathan Hankins all missed practice, but all were veteran rest days. Okay, some veteran rest days uh, mixed in there. Nathaniel Lowe with a base hit has reached base with one out in the top of the seventh. Rangers leading big time uh, in this one, 7 nothing. Um, every Everybody kind of today... Uh, I, I, was, I kind of enjoyed, you know, Dan Quinn's comments, Aaron, after the um, Patriots game. Um, and, and then today, Micah Parsons addressing the media. And I thought, I thought this was an interesting comment he had. This was just a, oh, I don't know, about 15, 20 minutes ago. Micah Parsons said, I feel like the 49ers play us harder than anybody. I definitely believe it's going to be one of those games. I've been tapped into my mode all week. I feel great. I'm ready to kind of get after it now. It's one of the biggest stages. Cowboys 49ers. There's nothing better. Whoa. I mean, that is some. And uh, this is, uh, he had that ankle knee that was examined on Sunday. And um, he said, quote, it was definitely a banged-up game, but honestly, after getting my treatments and doing the extra work I need to do to get prepared for this game, I feel really great and high-spirited right now. All right, that's good. That's good. And uh, I I don't know. I mean, I'm seeing all kinds of... uh, kind of action shots from Dak at practice today. 
Uh, he looks sharp. Everything's on point. Ray, uh, Cowboys uh, with some, uh, as Aaron said, some veteran rest days, but uh, some very interesting stuff coming from uh, Micah Parsons, who seemingly is uh, feeling a lot better. The Broncos have released former Cowboy defensive end Randy Gregory. They signed the uh, Broncos signed Gregory two year two uh, excuse me last offseason to uh, a five year seventy million dollar contract, fourteen million dollar base salary this year, and five million next year are fully guaranteed. So they're still on the hook for nineteen million over the next two years for Gregory. There was much gnashing of teeth after the Cowboys failed to re-sign Gregory in the offseason, I myself included, being honest. And so maybe a reunion is possible? <laughs> maybe. I I'm mean, not saying I'm for it or against yeah. it, just uh, it, it is a possibility. Yeah, I. you know, they got beat up over that one, and partially because they didn't do all their – proper uh, it was like some kind of clause they tried to slip in there i think they probably end up ended up you know and we'll never quite know what gregory's trajectory would have been like with the cowboys because they stuck with him through thick and thin through missing tons of games and i i i he really had he certainly had some good moments but i i think that's a this is a case um, and, and this I was listening to, I guess Sean Payton said uh, about 17 minutes ago that it hasn't been finalized, Aaron, yet because, as Payton put it, there are always teams that could be interested in trading for a player. So um, he'll likely be released in 24 to 48 hours if a deal can't be done. Now, um, it is also being reported that Gregory did not ask for a release or a trade. Uh, team had been shopping him and had no takers. And then they're doing one last-minute kind of shopping situation to see if they can get anybody interested in Randy Gregory. And um, I isn't that interesting, Aaron? Because that's not the only player, and you're probably about to bring this up, but New England was able to get a player back today and it was a player they let walk in free agency and and I know I know uh, the, the chargers are picking up some of the like this year's salary but there's still a lot of sal you know there's still a lot of money attached to this player and the and the Patriots brought him back I mean I, I found that to be a fascinating story Aaron. Yeah, the uh, Patriots agreed to a trade with the Los Angeles Chargers for J.C. Jackson, bringing him back to New England. They're sending a 2025 sixth-round pick to the Chargers, who will send Jackson and a 2025 seventh-round pick. So (laughs) basically nothing. They're just taking on the salary, which is also, as you mentioned, being reworked right now. So Yeah, I mean, like, they obviously let this guy walk. Now they've got... All their DBs are hurt now, and that Gonzalez, the real good rookie, got hurt against the Cowboys, and he's out. So that kind of forced their hand on this, and obviously they are very familiar with J.C. Jackson. 
But Aaron, I don't have that money in front of me, but like nine million. So they're picking up the nine million for this year. The Chargers are. That's his salary for this year. I haven't seen okay. the breakdown of what they're going to pick up yet. I think there's, I think there's like fifty-eight million left on his deal or something that he did. Uh, I mean, this is a this is a wild deal to let him walk. See him sign a pretty nice free agent deal with the Chargers, and now they're already getting him back, and the Chargers could not be happier. Um, yeah, it was a five-year, $82.5 million deal oh. that he signed last offseason, so it has four seasons left. <laughs> a lot yeah. of money. So, and on, on back on Gregory, um, Sean Payton went on to say, we just felt like it was the best thing for the team, timing-wise. We felt like these other guys were playing better. That happens in this league. It was a combination of things. Um, I I don't know. There's different reports on whether he actually asked for it. There's a there's a. I like this kind of report, Aaron. This is like this I, this guy uh, that covers the Cowboys, and I I don't know. I'm not even gonna say his name, but he says, I have no idea if the Cowboys would be interested in bringing back Randy Gregory. They already have a ton of defensive end depth. But, dot, dot, dot. I mean, it's like not a report, but try to, like, couch it as saying something. I mean, it's just very, very uh, no meat on that bone. So we'll see. The only reason people would think of the Cowboys is because they have a long history with Randy Gregory, and they could get him on the cheap. If uh, if if they don't trade for him, I mean, I, I don't it just sounds like nobody's willing to give up anything right now for Randy Gregory. So I would say 24 hours from now, he will be released. And then, um, uh, you know, all the you know, they'll go through waivers and all that kind of stuff. Oh, Aaron, I'm sorry. We do have a guest at four o'clock. I'm, I've just kept rolling here. Uh, with NFL. Save it. Uh, save, Aaron. If you've got a few more nuggets, we'll totally get back to them. But let's do a little baseball talk with former Rangers beat writer for the Dallas Morning News and our friend Kevin Longquist. That is next. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. It's almost fall, school has started, pumpkin spice is everywhere, and football is finally back. The temperatures are dropping, and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then, you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or, why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October. And the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. 
We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Robinson Athletic Booster Club proudly supports the athletics of Robinson High School, a nonprofit organization comprised solely of volunteers that lend a hand and encourage everyone to participate, whether in concession sales, event planning, finances, or even time. Robinson Athletic Booster Club is able to support the athletic program by purchasing equipment, supplies, and providing scholarships. For more information on how you can help, contact Denise at 254-214-3625. Let's go Rockets! Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch, like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh-squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch. La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. The Crawford Booster Club is a nonprofit organization that supports all pirate and lady pirate athletic teams. Through the sale of Crawford apparel and a spring fundraiser, they're able to purchase needed items and products that are typically not in the school athletic budget. The Crawford Booster Club is proud of all the high school and junior high athletic teams, including football and baseball, boys and girls basketball, tennis, cross country, track and field, and golf, and girls volleyball and softball. They encourage all Crawford residents to go to the games, both home and on the road, and let the coaches and student athletes hear your support. Great food and a hometown atmosphere is what customers love about Rocket Cafe. Popular breakfast choices are the Hungry Man Special. Two pancakes, two eggs, bacon, and hash browns. And the Rocket Breakfast Burritos, sausage, bacon, eggs, cheese, and potatoes. And daily lunch specials include free dessert. And check out the Rocket Burger with their one-third pound fresh, never-frozen patties. Rocket Cafe is only open Friday nights for home games, and that night features their famous all-you-can-eat catfish special. A Robinson tradition, Rocket Cafe. Need help with investments or insurance? How about retirement? Let Colby Witt at Witt Financial Group help secure your today and your tomorrow. Making financial decisions isn't easy. That's why Witt Financial Group can help understand what's right for you. Specializing in 401k rollovers, insurance planning, and saving tax dollars through strategic planning. Call Witt Financial Group today at 254-723-5471. That's 254-723-5471. Witt Financial Group, located in Waco. Don't wait. Call today. Make sure your vehicle is fall and winter ready. Take the proper steps needed in maintaining your vehicle properly with Kish's Complete Car Care Center's maintenance. Their staff has more than 200 years of combined experience with several master technicians who know all aspects of repairs. They use state-of-the-art equipment, keeping on the leading edge and taking the guesswork out of complicated tasks. Best auto repairs since 2002. Like Complete Car Care Center Incorporated on Facebook and join the family. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, where your troubles are their business. 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco. Baylor alumni are more than 160,000 strong. When we all join hands to support our university, we don't just move the needle, we move mountains. Working together, we create life-changing opportunities for students on the field, in the classroom, in the laboratory, and in life for generations to come. So get connected. Get involved. Learn how at baylor.edu alumni. 
from the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show, Aaron Sexton alongside producing, directing, making sure we stay on point. Uh, it is uh, the Rangers up 7 nothing uh, over the Rays. Rays have a bit of a rally going, two-out rally. Well, it's two outs now. Uh, runners on first and second. And uh, we're joined by uh, baseball aficionado, former Rangers beat writer for both the Dallas Morning News and Arlington Morning News, Kevin Longquist. Love talking baseball with Kevin. And, Kevin, you're a noted – well, I hate to bring up the Vikings, but so we'll just stick with the Twins. <laughs> yeah, uh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the uh, – it was second inning – Toronto, top of the second. I've got both these games on right now, and we got a scoreless tie, although Toronto just now has runners on first and second. Uh, been a really good year for the Twins. But, uh, uh, Kevin, how are you, by the way? Always great to catch up with you. I'm doing good, Matt. Uh, it's good to be with you again, and I hope you're doing good. Doing fine. Just uh, monitoring you know what your Mustangs are up to as they get ready for the uh, the the big bad ACC. Um, mm-hmm. Now, the Rangers. I got to say, what the, uh, the amazing thing about this game, and even including yesterday's game, well, two great pitching performances. We'll see if right. Nathan Avaldi can get out of this one. Uh oh, uh oh, the Rays' record-breaking scoreless streak has come to an end. Rays on the board, it is 7-1, and the Rangers probably need to start thinking about getting Evaldi out of this game as great as he's been, and Bochi is going to go do just that. Now, uh, you like that, uh, Kev, when I give a little play-by-play? I'm, I'm late, so it's legal. Yeah, I'm You're a little bit Eric late. You're not but that'll work. And so. <laughs> serviceable, <laughs> serviceable play-by-play from Mosley. I've been hearing your play-by-play on Alito football, and you do a really nice job. That's not easy to Thank go you. from sideline to, like, the main play-by-play guy, and you're – uh, I, you know, I would never be able to stay on task. Like right now I'm watching two games, talking to you, and that's a little bit much for me. That's a little bit much to well, ask of I mean, me. I have some big shoes to fill uh, with uh, with the uh, great Jeff Williams who did the yeah. Bearcats for 20 years. And, I you know, like one thing is, is that, but I, think, I think the one thing, you know, Matt, that I've done over these, uh, you know, leading up to this is just listening to a lot of different announcers call games and describing plays. And, like, even if, like, yeah. this – a simple thing that if there's a catch made by a receiver, but you can't really tell the number is you at least give where the play is going. And then you can kind of come back to the name. And that's one of the things that I've picked. I mean, I listen to Brad Sham a lot. And then I listen to a lot of college announcers, the way they just describe a play. And those are things that I think at least I feel like have helped me as I've made this transition as we're, you know, because we're going into game seven tomorrow uh, tonight when Alito plays uh, South Hills out of Fort Worth. Yeah, and that'll be uh, you guys will only win by about seventeen Probably touchdowns won't be very in that one. To be honest, no, with I don't, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it will be. Um, 
All right, but I have to bring up this Rangers rookie, Evan Carter. Isn't that a remarkable thing? You've covered wow. baseball for a lot of years. Yeah. But as 21-year-old, first postseason, reaches base safely in his first six at-bats, finally strikes out on his seventh because he was facing a lefty. He's usually a platoon guy right. facing righties. But that home run he hit today, I mean, just – I mean, Eflin's up there. You know, Rays are still in that thing. And it was like all the air out of the building, what was left, because they got no fans there. He rips that ball out of there on a line drive. What a what an amazing young player. And to look this comfortable and to be that good both in the field and at the plate at age 21, Kevin, that's pretty heady stuff. I mean, that's you know, I mean, I you've seen a lot, but this is pretty cool. Yeah, you know, the thing about this, Matt, is when you get these young kids in there who play the game uh, for as long as they have, it's almost like when they get to this moment, they don't know any different than from, from one game to the next, whereas the veterans you know, have, who have gone through the grind for so many years, and maybe some of them have played some playoff games, you know, that sort of thing, kind of understand the pressure, so they've been there, done that. And there's something to be said for that, but sometimes there's this unbridled enthusiasm where they love to be a part of it, and they just get up there and play, and they don't really, it, for, for what, however they want to describe it, they just understand that, this, hey, it's another at-bat, it's another pitcher that I've got to face, and I've got to try and make contact, or I've got to get on base some way. Or if I'm in the field, I've got to just be able to read the ball off the bat and make you know take the right angle, the right route, that sort of thing, to make the play. In Carter's case, you know, he he appears pretty fearless. I think his nickname is Ball Four or Full Count. I think it is just because three and two. He had three the and repu- two. They call the him. Yeah, they had. He had the reputation of going through the minor leagues of drawing so many full counts, and it hasn't really changed when he was at the with the uh, when he came up to the Rangers. And you know, I, I think when you know the, the story was is that when they brought him up, I don't think they were anticipating putting him on the roster that, or at least keeping him for a long time because of all the injuries that the Rangers were dealing with in September. And then he just kept playing and kept playing and kept playing to where the point was they had to keep him on the roster. And it's paid off to this point. I would say so. Kevin Longquist talking baseball. That's got to be Kevin's favorite sport, although he also calls <laughs> football. And, uh, but loves baseball. Boers, uh, Boers has come in for the Rangers and – He's going to try to get him out of this inning. Rangers up seven to one uh, in the uh, bottom of the seventh inning. I would say, uh, Kev, if you can just get out of this inning, you got to feel okay. But uh, the the uh, okay, okay, good, good. I'm I'm a tad bit behind you and Aaron, but uh, (laughs) uh, was concerned because on my feed he had just gone to three and one. But uh, yeah, he, got, all... he got a fly ball to right to end it. So okay, fly ball to right, and the Rangers uh, get out of the inning, and that was. Uh, oh, I'm talking about the was... Twins. You're talking about the uh, Rangers. And so... Oh my gosh! Yeah, I... <laughs> well, some of us have different priorities, Matt. You know that. And so... <laughs> well, he did fly out, but he flew out to left field, and so Rangers <laughs> get out of that one. And Evaldi, uh, the runners he left on, now uh, stranded. And so 7-1, go eighth inning in that one. Uh, now, back to your game. The, uh, I mean, now that is a ball. That's fun. Uh, have you been, have you seen a game yet uh, in Minneapolis? And, and I got to say, uh, especially in, in the context of this 
ridiculous uh, uh, crowd at the Trop where nobody goes to the game. This crowd in Minnesota is having a lot of fun. Huge jack. That looks like a very fun place to watch a game. Target Field. Have you seen a ball game there? I have not. I've not had an opportunity to do that. The park's only been around since 2009. I mean, obviously, when the Twins come down here to play the Rangers, I've come to check out a yeah. game or two when, when they're in town. Uh, but, you know, they've got the home run hanky going again, and that was so big for them, of course, in the 87 and 91 world title runs. And, you know, obviously this field is not – it holds about 38,000 in it, and it doesn't have the same kind of atmosphere like the Dome did, the Metrodome did. But I will say that when the Twins are good and the fans in the Twin Cities and the whole state of Minnesota gets behind them, it can be pretty intimidating for other teams. I'm not saying they're going to win this series against Toronto because Toronto's a really good ball club. And the ironic, the irony thing is if they do win today, they would probably beat their former right-hander, uh, Jose Barrios, who's on the, and he's really good, but they, tra- you know, they traded him to Toronto a couple of years ago when they were kind of going through a cleaning of, um, you know, a t- season had gone bad on them in 2021 but I think in, in this case with this team, I think the one thing is that there was such a sense of relief for what happened yesterday when they won 3-1 to one and they held on and they snapped this, uh, this big nightmare of an 18-game losing streak. What was it, the longest North American postseason losing streak in, of any sport, um, let alone Major League Baseball? And I think the fact that they were able to just win that game, it took so much pressure off of them. And... Now, obviously, they want to try and win the series, but I just think it kind of changed their whole mindset. They weren't playing as tight, and I think that helped them quite a bit. Now, they've obviously got a lot of work to do in terms of you know trying to beat a really good Toronto team. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the, the, the thing that favors them is the fact that they won the American League Central, so they get to host this wild card series against a team that's really good. By the way, they and the Blue Jays split their six meetings this year. Um but I think from their perspective is uh, this is a team that I think, Matt, and I've said this throughout the course of the year, this was a team that was better than the 87 and 75 record indicated. Not so much because of the, um, you know, they set the major league record for the number of strikeouts uh, for an offense this year, but they were just, they were too talented enough to, to, to play like this throughout the course of the year. They'd win four games and then they'd mm-hmm. give two back. I mean, they went to Kansas City in late July and got swept. And but then they would go four and two against the Astros. They went four and three against the Yankees, who weren't that great this year. But you know, it was just, it's a team that's capable of this. And they just really had all sorts of issues putting it together. And then they really picked it up a notch uh, when the calendar flipped to September. Yeah, it's a uh, it's been a good organization, and it's been run by uh, a guy we know well because of his Rangers ties with Thad mm-hmm. Levine being the uh, uh, the GM. I'm not sure what his title is now, but he has been. He's the GM. Uh, yeah. Okay. Good. The um, uh, I was going to tell you real quick. This Baylor. I, I had a couple of Baylor recruiting questions to ask. I know you're not on this beat anymore but Good you luck, watch but I'll do what I can. no 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 but you know some of these guys like i i that was a really inspiring comeback the other day they desperately needed it down 35 right. 7 and they came all the way back against ucf i know you can't help yourself you if the bears have a big comeback going you're probably taking a peek to see what we're up to at least i hope you are um oh sure you oh, remember sure. Yeah. Th- this cornerback carl williams from baton rouge 
I like yeah. him. I like Caden Jenkins, number 19, a cornerback. He had two huge plays in that game. Uh, he's out of Louisville, Texas. And and then you remember, you and I both remember Chateau Reed, who's a redshirt junior, right. when he was right. being recruited. You know, the one guy that I, we've never really gotten to see, I think he's maybe starting to come back or be available, is like Reggie Bush, because he had the interesting name, you know, out of Frisco. But uh, isn't that interesting to finally see some of these guys, and I know we've beaten up on Dave Aranda and the, and for some of their recruiting, and they probably deserve some of that. Because they've had trouble at quarterback, and and they haven't been great in the portal except for this last year. They finally hit on some people, but like it is interesting, like to see Corey Gordon out there from Putnam mm-hmm. City, Oklahoma. I mean, you were covering the recruiting of some of these players, and sure, n- now that they're kind of hitting. I mean, Caden Jenkins, for instance. When did you start hearing about him, and uh, are you? I mean, I, 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 I'm sure you're impressed by what you've seen from him. He he is starting to look like a big-time player for the Bears. Yeah, he was one of the big-time recruits for that uh, 2023 class, and he got there in January uh, for them, Matt. And I think that was an important thing for him to kind of get. He was, you know, he, he was in and out of the lineup for Louisville uh, during the course of his senior year there uh, in 2022. But when he, but when it came toward the stretch drive of the season, then of course into the playoffs, he was there, and he's a playmaker. I mean, he's a guy that's very physical. I mean, the last I saw, I don't know what he's at now, but he's six one, about one seventy, when he was with the Farmers, and then you know I'm sure he's probably a little bit bigger than that. But you know, you always want to have a defensive back that has the ability to make a play, whether that's going to be just a big PBU or just right place for the right time for a pick or a fumble return, kind of like what he had last week against. Uh, UCF and you you can't teach that Matt you really can't but it's just those are but there are guys that just seem to have that knack of doing that and Caden's one of those and the fact that he was involved early and I, I think it's really interesting because remember you know obviously you know a, a Johnny Carter didn't wind up coming to Baylor so that was a huge blow to their secondary and so the big thing for them is that they just they were in a position where they it had to rely on these younger guys. They're like, okay, we can't have this bridge with an older guy coming in there to take over the secondary. We've got to just, you know, feed the kids to the wolves. And so far, you know, with the exception of maybe the Texas game, they've handled it pretty well. And so when it comes to young secondary guys, the only thing I can tell Baylor fans is that you're just going to have to ride the wave of times when they're really, really good and times when they get really, really burned. And mm-hmm. if they can survive that, then they'll be fine. And I think that's just – you just have to understand that with these guys. But I think, hey, you might as well just give them the playing time now and see how they handle it because in the long run, you're, you could, you know, in two years, Matt, you could be talking about a secondary at Baylor that could be one of the tops in the Big 12, perhaps argued as one of the best secondaries in all of college football. Long way to go for that, and that's probably, you know, shoot, ready, aim in terms of that way of pr- presenting that. But that's what, that's what I felt about. This was the strength of that 2023 class was the secondary. Kevin Longquist, longtime Rivals uh, writer, reporter, and then used to cover the Rangers, so I wanted to get him on to talk some baseball, although we've lost him on this Rangers game because he's a big Twins fan, and so he's fully, and we will not continue to give dual play-by-play because it turns out we're watching different games. 
So when you inform me of that earlier, I'm watching like, the Rangers and I'm watching the Twins. So I think we know. So we know where this. And about is going. the time you said that, there was a pop fly that ended that the Rangers inning. So it actually kind of worked <laughs> out. Evan Carter, by the way, just took one off his uh, foot, and uh, as uh, as you've seen, the uh, Toronto in Minnesota game continues to be scoreless now. Kevin, uh, isn't it funny how everybody's like, "Oh, let's we want to see Sawyer. Bring Sawyer in," and yeah. and and then it's like, "Oh wait, we we love Blake. You remember Blake Shapin? And kind of he, he he battled the other day and really really performed well. I think that was good. What isn't it interesting with McGuire returning to town for the first time? as head coach of the Red Raiders. Now, he was already the coach a couple of years ago, but he uh, was was not serving yet on the sideline. He had been named, right. and I think they had an interim at the time when they came in and played the Bears. Um, where do you land? Because you know who he brought in. Juice, the Baylor running backs coach. Right. Um, and and, and uh, Brian Nance, former Baylor player that's a big right. recruiter for them. The uh, – uh, who's the other guy? The big, the big time, um, uh, p- kind of player personnel guy that he has that uh, used to be. Binder, with... I think, was who you're talking about, and so. Well, that's yeah, that's Grant's. Uh, I, that's a that's a uh, coach, but I'm thinking about like a uh, one of those. Anyway, oh, James Blanchard. Yes, uh, yes, you've got James yeah. Blanchard. You know, it does seem like now they're two and three as well. They seem to have more re- recruiting momentum, especially getting Micah Hudson, the five star. Right out of Lake Belton, when you kind of look at where Dave is right now and where Joey is, there are people who want to say, well, whoever wins this game, that if, if, if Joey wins, Baylor should have hired him instead of Dave. Where, where are you on all that? Uh, I mean, again, that's too think, simple of a way to look at it, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think, Matt, that the outcome of Saturday's game uh, you know, will ever change the argument of whether or not they should have you know, whether or not, you know, James or excuse me, that, you know, Dave should have been hired or Joey should have uh, been hired. There's always going to be those folks in camps that are going to say, well, they should have done this and they should have done that. You know, that, that, I don't think that's ever going to, you know, matter change one way or the other. Uh, That's, that's just the way this goes. Um, You know, I, I think the way it turns out with Joey is, He's probably in a better spot just because he could have started fresh out in, uh, in, for his first head coaching spot. You know, there's so many stories about how he, you know, when he was going for the job, you know, when Matt had left, uh, Matt Rule had left to go take the Carolina job that, you know, it was kind of sitting there there for, for Joey to take the job. And then it sounded like things with his interview with Matt Rhodes didn't go the way I think a lot of people thought it was going to. But anyway, uh, but I I think in Joey's case, that I think perhaps just starting out somewhere else, and then if for one never reason, if he he were to come back to Baylor, then fine. He obviously has to have a really good record at Tech in order for that to happen. And I think even if he has a great record, he would probably go on to a bigger job somewhere else. I don't think it's going to change. I mean, I think you know, I I think Dave just kind of has that personality that people either like or they don't like, and they find it, you know, they find his quirkiness appealing because his players will respond to it or they'll find it annoying. And they're saying, can we have someone who has a more of a fire under him in order to, to really get something out of his team? And, you know, and I think 
I think had they not come back the way they did at Central Florida, you would have seen that kind of storyline get blown way up even more. Yeah. It was bad enough the way it happened against Texas, the way they looked dead in the water in that game there. And, and you know, let's face it, it was kind of a, a flatline start in Orlando on Saturday. But the way they came back in that game really kind of told me a little bit about them in terms of maybe per saying, heck with it, we got to keep playing and, and we've got to try and fight our way through this. And that's how you – what do what coaches always say about adversity and life can kind of intersect with each other? I think that's I think that's very true. You've either got to make the decision to fight your way through it. Doesn't mean that you're going to win, but you've either got to play like you like it means something to you, or you don't. And you can you can lay it all at the coach's feet, uh, all you want, but sometimes it has to come from within. And I think with Blake's return, obviously that made a big difference because he was efficient. The most important thing that Blake did. Of course, man, was he, is that he didn't turn it over because you know that was his biggest bugaboo last year was that he couldn't stop turning it over mm. uh, when he was playing. But if he, but if Blake takes care of the football like any quarterback, but in his case more so because of what followed him last year. But if he takes care of the football, he can be a pretty decent quarterback. And if he does that, then then all elements of that offense look different. So I think it's going to be important for them because remember, let's go back even two years ago, Matt. Remember the touchdown pass that he threw to Treston Ebner when Tech came came to Waco, what was it, about a 63, 67-yard? And that thing was a seed, okay, um, down the far sideline. That was probably the, one of the best balls I've seen thrown at McLean Stadium in the years that I covered Baylor. And that tells you what kind of a quarterback Blake can be. And if he's, if he's efficient and if he's mentally passed what those issues were from last year, uh, then I think they've got a chance to really save their season and make something out of it. Mm. Yeah, I hope that is the case. Uh, good luck the rest of the way today as uh, Toronto and Minnesota play. Lewis with the two home runs yesterday. The young slugger gets it done, and uh, big time. Uh, uh, Kevin, always fun to catch up with you. And uh, I just uh, baseball made me think of you. I had our buddy Wills on yesterday, so uh, appreciate you, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Always a pleasure, Matt. Take care, Kevin Longquist, formerly of the Dallas Morning News, and then was with Rivals, and uh, we have sent him on his way now. And uh, we'll get you caught up on all the baseball. Rangers still in command, up seven one. In the eighth inning, uh, bottom of the eighth inning, and hopefully we'll get to see them wrap this thing up when we come back. This is ESPN Central Texas. First Central Credit Union is opening doors to home ownership. First Central's open-door mortgage loans up to 95% of the appraised home value with low closing costs, no points, low origination fees, flexible terms, and competitive rates. Consider refinancing your mortgage or securing land for building. We loan up to 75% of the appraised value of land. Apply online at firstcentralcu.com. Everything we do, we do for you. Some restrictions apply. Equal housing lender. Member NCUA. Morrison's Gifts, Waco's oldest family-owned gift store, has moved. Visit their new expanded location a few feet from their old space. Enjoy a new shopping experience with new product arriving weekly. At Morrison's, you'll find great Texas and American products like John Hart leather goods, Consuela bags and purses, locally sourced gourmet items, and great gift items for babies and kids. Can't decide? They specialize in designing custom gift baskets, local delivering, and shipping anywhere. That's Morrison's Gifts at the corner of Valley Mills and Waco Drive, close to Jason's Deli. 
Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Don't miss the end of summer sale happening now at Lone Star Structures. Say big on in-stock storage sheds, ready-to-move-in cabins, greenhouses, chicken tractors, dock kennels, porch swings and gliders. Conveniently shop their sale inventory online 24-7 at LoneStarStructures.com. Lone Star Structures is family-owned, and their skilled craftsmen have been building top-notch storage sheds for more than 25 years. Stop by their location on Highway 77 in Rosebud Lot. Visit LoneStarStructures.com or call 254-583-4411. Hurry in, sale in soon. Alan Samuels in Waco is celebrating with incredible savings during Jeep Adventure Days. This month, get a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited with $5,500 off. Or how about 10% off MSRP on 2023 Jeep Gladiators on all trim levels, Sport, Overland, Rubicon, or Mojave. That's right. Or if that's not enough, get a 2023 Jeep Compass 10% off MSRP. We've got the inventory and we're making big deals. Hurry in. These won't last long. Come see what Alan Samuels can offer you and find the Jeep that fits you. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MyatFuels.net. That's MyatFuels.net. Locally owned and operated, Automatic Chef is Central Texas' premier break room vending service provider. For over 50 years, Central Texas companies have relied on Automatic Chef for all their break room supplies. They offer micro markets, office coffee and tea service, breakfast, lunch, and dinner products, touchless vending, cashless payment, and innovative technology. Let Automatic Chef design a break room that fits your needs. 6900 Imperial Drive in Waco and at AutomaticChefCanteen.com. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It's uh, Matt Mosley, Aaron Sexton. We have been preceded today by lots of good radio beginning at 11 o'clock. Ward White's and Lark Smith, two grizzled veterans of Central Texas. Ward having stopped in Stephenville and the Metroplex. Cleburne, other areas, Lark having been a stalwart of uh, Waco area media for many, many years. And the Rangers, uh, as we speak, 7-1. to one. Uh, It is the top of the ninth inning, 
and they're kind of talking it over who they want maybe to finish this game. They uh, are early on. Uh, they got a good look. Adolis Garcia leaves the ballpark in Aaron. What was that second or third inning? Uh, just a just a I mean just a missile out of there puts him up one nothing and then Evan Carter with a two run homer the rookie uh, and he just continues to be unbelievable first six at bats of this series reach safely in all of those so it was walking hitting home runs he had a two run homer and then it just kind of continued on Simeon Seegers had hits today. And Avaldi uh, went out, threw the ball beautifully. The Rays finally ended after about 33, 35, or 30, what was it, Aaron? 33 innings uh, that they'd been held scoreless. They finally put up a run on Avaldi, uh, and uh, it is uh, 7 to 1. Unfortunately, it happened. Josh Young just, uh, I don't know what they called that, probably an error but uh, just couldn't really get to a ball. It would have been an easy out, and uh, Rangers lead 7-1. to one. It's been the Rays that have been booting the ball around. Second baseman had an error. Right fielder misplayed a ball into a triple earlier in the game. There was a chopper that uh, caused some damage uh, for the Rangers, just a chop basically that scored a run to make it 5 to nothing today. And uh, we'll do some campus confidential. Coming up in just a uh, few minutes, that's uh, our daily 440 segment. Now, we reserve the right to move that to the always popular 5 o'clock hour, uh, beginning of the 5, because we'd kind of like to let you hear the end of this game. We've been doing some live look-ins, and uh, Rangers now have this down. They've got two outs in the uh, top of the ninth, and so then they'll try to go ahead and finish off these rays. And right now, Nathaniel Lowe at the plate here in the ninth inning. Rangers will advance. Uh, if they go ahead and win this thing, they would play the Orioles in the ALDS. And then we can get fully involved in these playoffs. In the other game, Aaron, um, that is uh, that is Minnesota and Toronto right now, and that game's over on ESPN. Um, that is still a scoreless game through three innings. It's going to go over here and look and see what's going on there. But, yeah, uh, scoreless through three, and that is just a jacked-up, unbelievable crowd that they have in, uh, in Minneapolis. Uh, target field for that one. It really looks like a place it'd be fun to go watch. These uh, umpires are ready to go home, Aaron. And if you even <laughs> if you even flinch at the plate, they're uh, they're calling strikeouts. Uh, <laughs> Rangers trying to check their swing, and uh, Low looked like he absolutely checked his swing, and they went ahead and rung him up. And so we go to the uh, the bottom of the uh, uh, the ninth. All right. Yeah, it is. Uh, Tell you what we'll do, Aaron. Let's. Uh, why don't we? Why don't we think about uh, um, taking a break here, and then uh, uh, we'll come back and let you uh, hear the final couple of outs. Hopefully, as the Rangers advance and go to the ALDS, we'll do that next. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. 
The Lorena Coaches Show with Kevin Johnson is brought to you by Lorena Athletic Association, Ross Insurance Agency, Triple S Sports. The Lorena Leopards are 2-0 and in district play and 4-2 and overall after a 56-35 win over Little River Academy on Friday. Coach, a lot of offense in that game, led by your quarterback, Caden Roberts, who was 14 of 19 passing for 100 and or make that 355 yards. Yes, uh, had a great game. I mean, uh, as you alluded to, offensively, uh, we were kind of uh, hitting on all cylinders and rolling pretty well there. And uh, they, they kind of had the same thing. It was a little bit of a defensive struggle and special team struggle. But, uh, yeah, offensively, we, we had several players that did uh, amazing things. Including Braylon Henry, who also had a good night rushing the ball, 288 yards on 25 carries. Yes, five touchdowns, and then, like, I think he had 10 tackles, an interception, and a fumble recovery, so he had a great night uh, for us. Those guys you mentioned are competitors, and they get out week by week and just play their uh, tails off, play with a lot of heart, and uh, the thing I like is they're they're getting better week by week as well, and so they just keep uh, improving on their skills, and uh, it's paying off for us. Any concerns that your defense allowed their Bumblebees 35 points? The concern is we gave up some easy ones just on some blown assignments. But right now we're, we're having to shuffle some people around due to some injuries and play some kids where they normally don't play. So overall they played hard. But, uh, you know, in the second half they kind of bowed their neck and found a way to slow it down and get it done and force some turnovers. And uh, that came up big for us at the end. Well, you traveled to McGregor this week. What's your biggest concern entering that contest? Well, I mean, our concern every week is just about us. It's not really about who we play or uh, anything like that. It's about what can we do to get better and fix what we need to fix. And, I mean, we're going we're gonna to go over to McGregor, and we're going to get a tough game out of the Bulldogs. Uh, they, I mean, they're, they're, they're a team, they're a feisty little team. They're going to get after you. So we've got to worry about us getting better this week and getting over there and playing the very best football we can on Friday night. ESPN Central Texas. Triple S Sports is your one stop for all your baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from names that you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about league and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. Play ball. The Lorena Athletic Association meets the first Monday of each month, and they invite all supporters of the Leopards and Lady Leopards to become members and attend the meetings. Each year, all-volunteer Lorena Athletic Association awards college scholarships to deserving Lorena ISD graduating senior student athletes. They also provide needed items each year from the high school and junior high coaches' wishes list. The Lorena Athletic Association is seeking volunteers to work concession stands at home sporting events. Call Lorena High School for more information or check them out on Facebook. Since 2001, Ross Insurance Agency has provided Central Texans with quality, reliable, and timely insurance services. An independent agency, Ross Insurance Agency writes personal, commercial, and life insurance policies, once for events, and also for long-term disability care. They believe values matter, and their relationships with clients span generations. They'll make sure you are covered. Ross Insurance Agency, 254-224-6430, and at rossinsuranceagencywaco.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Bush's Chicken has a long tradition of being voted the best chicken in communities where we're located. 
People love our specials like Tender Tuesday and Happy Hour every day from 2 to 5 p.m. And Bush's believes in giving back to our communities. Most weeks throughout the year, Bush's Chicken is donating meals and our famous iced tea in support of area schools and churches. Stop by today and get the best chicken, the best tenders, and the best tea at the best value. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. All right, it is Matt Mosley. We'll do Campus Confidential to start the 5 o'clock hour. Brought to you by Jim Turner Chevrolet. But uh, Rangers uh, 7-1 lead. Uh, Rays trying to to, uh, end the Rays season. Rays have one out. They do have a runner on first. LeClerc is on to close this game out. Let's... uh, Let's go to our, uh, uh, our call of this game from the Texas Rangers uh, radio network and see if the Rangers can go ahead and close this thing out. Base with the double. The Rays are not yet dead. Runners at second and third and one out. And Manuel Margot coming up. Well, two and one there. LeClerc threw a cutter that finished right out over the heart of the plate about thigh high. So very much in the hitting zone. Therefore, Paredes, who um, has had some good games against the Rangers. Now, Leclerc pitching on the second consecutive day. Maybe not as sharp as he was yesterday. Margot has singled, and he's flat out twice to center. Rangers have the infield back. They'll easily let a run score on a ground out. And that's fouled off to the right and out of play. Margo, a guy that the Rays got from San Diego in a deal for Emilio Pagan in 2020. Andrew Heaney is getting up in the Rangers' pen. The left-hander is the first man up. And he's throwing without his cap on. 0-1. And there's a breaking ball outside. One ball and one strike. Is that a thing now, warming up without your cap? I think it is a thing, and not just for the Rangers. Let the fans get a look at you. One ball, one strike, one out, two on. Seven, one Rangers in the ninth. The pitch is outside on that Slambio, the cut change that acts like a slider. And it's two and one. Ramirez at third base, Paredes at second base. On deck, Curtis Mead. The pitch, swing and a miss. They've already brought Caminero off the bench. They have two left-handed batters available in Jonathan Aranda and Rymel Tapia. And two righties, Siri Bethencourt and Basabi. 98 on that fastball from LeClerc. He's been with the club since 2016. Did not pitch in postseason that year. That was the last time the Rangers were playing a game like this. Here's the 2-2. And his bounce foul on the right side. I don't know how he hit that pitch. That was way high and it was outside. And somehow Margo was able to spoil it. Margo finished the season strong. Hit well over 300 in his last few weeks of play. The Rays finished strong after a tough July. They had a, a great August and September. Two and two. Here's the pitch. He struck him out swinging on a Slambio that was a foot outside. Well, he chased a pitch out of the zone, the previous pitch, and Jose made sure this time he couldn't reach it. 
The Rangers are an out away from heading for Baltimore. They lead 7-1, and here is Meade, who has struck out, reached on a catcher's interference, and had an RBI single for the only Tampa Bay run of the series. Terrific horizontal break on that pitch. 7-1 the score. Here's the pitch. Check swing, strike call. Fastball at 97.5. The Rangers up on the uh, top step. The count is 0-1. Here comes LeClerc. Swung on and fouled back. It is 0-2, and the Rays are down to their final strike. The Rangers won 4-0 yesterday. They lead 7-1 today. Meade staying right in the box at 0-2. Caminero would be next. LeClerc set. He fires. He missed outside, blocked in the dirt by Jonah Heim. He overthrew that fastball at 98. The count is 1-2. and two. LeClerc, who threw 18 pitches yesterday, has now thrown 18 pitches today. Heaney continues to warm in the Ranger bullpen. The count is 1-2. and two. Here's the set by Jose. A long hold. And time is called at the plate by Curtis Meade. Jose pulls on the brim of his cap. Exhales, looks in, comes set. Leclerc kicks and he fires, and it's fouled back. Meade getting a 98-mile-an-hour fastball and getting the bat on it. Quality pitch there was toward the outside part of the plate. May or may not have been a strike, and... Again, it came in at 98. And he hit a high fastball. He's known as a low ball hitter, but he spoiled that one. Leclerc ready again at 1-2. and two. Rangers lead 7-1. to one. Here comes the pitch outside. He wouldn't chase the Slambio in the dirt and way wide. That's pretty much the pitch that Margot chased. But Meade would have none of it. And it's a 2-2 count. Heaney's wearing his cap, so he's ready to go if necessary. <laughs> All right. Jose toes back in. Comes set quickly this time. Leclerc kicks and delivers. It's swung on and fouled back. Ricocheted off either Jonah or the umpire. Went past the 25-year Tampa Bay logo to the backstop. Leclerc has now thrown 21 pitches. The inning started with a Ramirez single. Josh Lowe flied out. Paredes doubled. Margo struck out. Rangers lead 7-1. The count is 2-2. Two two. There are two outs and two on. And LeClerc is ready. Here it comes. In the dirt with a Slambio. And Meade wouldn't chase. The count is 3-2. Ranger outfield uh, a step toward left. On the infield, Simeon toward the middle at second. Low off the line about 20 feet. With a six-run lead, the Rangers don't guard lines. Leclerc comes to the belt. He kicks. He fires. He struck him out looking, and the ball game's over. The Rangers have swept the wild-card series and are heading to Baltimore for the division series. For the first time since 2011, the Rangers have won a postseason series. 
And they have streamed out of the dugout and are celebrating behind the mound. 7-1, to one, the Rangers win it today to complete a two-game sweep. Stay with us. Lots coming up on our post-game show. We're back after this on the Louisiana Hot Sauce Rangers Radio Network. All right, there it is. A live look-in. Rangers win. And uh, <laughs> he was wanting that walk, wasn't he? He was wanting to load those bases. Look at Hedges. I love Hedges is having fun out there with the team, the backup catcher uh, and uh, third catcher on the team. They're they're celebrating. And uh, go have some champagne, boys. That's fine. They got criticized for the champagne celebration Saturday to make the playoffs. Lost the division, uh, chance to win the division Sunday against Seattle, but bounce back, win the first two games of this series. Evan Carter reaches seven of his eight times, seven of his first eight times at bats in uh, in this uh, in the postseason, and uh, more postseason futility for the Tampa Bay Rays. Rangers get two tremendous starting uh, uh, you know outings by their starters, uh, Jordan Montgomery. Uh, LeClerc finishes this thing out. Bochy's going crazy, having a big time. And uh, this is uh, well-deserved as the Rangers win that series and now get to the ALDS. We can start talking about those matchups. What's that going to look like? Uh, Baltimore, tremendous team. But um, still, I mean, who's the team you wanted to avoid? The Astros. You don't have to see the Astros. Astros, they were all making fun of the Rangers for their celebration. Now the Rangers are moving forward, and the Rays have some very, very long looks on their faces as they sit in their dugout. Rangers today, after Jordan Montgomery was awesome yesterday, Nate Evaldi goes out and was just tremendous, made it through oh, six and two-thirds, then ran into some trouble and uh, but uh, it was fine. Boers came on and got him out of the inning. They were already up seven one, and uh, Leclerc finishes this game out. Uh, two excellent starts from the Rangers, and then today's uh, hero, Josh Young, three for four, two doubles and a triple, and uh, just had a a great game. Now the triple, Aaron, was a, a complete misplay by the right fielder out there. For some reason, Mike Maddox is photobombing this interview like crazy. But uh, Josh Young was uh, was very, uh, I mean, just a great day, three for four. Uh, Evan Carter had the huge uh, home run. Adolis Garcia got him started with a home run. And the Rangers will go in and celebrate. And um, lots of excitement as they. this is the building that they have owned in the postseason. And now the Rangers, Aaron, by my count, uh, I think they're 7-0 against the Rays in the offseason. Does that sound about right? I think they're 5-0. and They just won these two. And now they are 7-0 and as they uh, the camera now showing them all coming out of the dugout and back to their uh, celebratory uh, postgame. And uh, even Seeger, a man who doesn't show a lot of emotion, he's kind of throwing his hand up as Josh Young is being uh, interviewed. What a great game he had at the plate. And uh, this is uh, this is a dangerous team the rest of the way. Now they're in the ALDS. We can have some fun 
as we'll continue to uh, find ways to uh, put the Rangers on our family of networks. Today, Fox Central Texas, last two days, they were on Fox Central Texas. I think we got a big coaching show coming up, uh, Temple Coaching Show, uh, this evening. Aaron, is that right? No, we got the Baylor Coaches Show. That's every Wednesday, of course. And so we'll have that tonight, a little bit later this evening. And then, but over on Fox Central Texas, we have that, uh, uh, the uh, Temple Coaches Show. Always enjoy listening to that, that Ward's on. That usually starts up around 6.30 each. Aaron, is that Tuesdays or Wednesdays? I think it may be Wednesdays. I was just trying to think through it. They do a nice job over there, and people come out, and they have a live show. But huge, uh, huge win for the Rangers as they advance and uh, it just a just everything went right for the Rangers. Now, uh, the Twins, after three innings of scoreless baseball, the Twins have uh, jumped out to a two nothing lead over Toronto, and they are now threatening to win that series. And in the bottom of the uh, uh, let's see when it happened. I was looking to see Royce Lewis, who had two home runs yesterday for the Twins, walk to start the fourth. Uh, Max Kepler singled uh, him over to second. They loaded the bases, and then Carlos Correa singled on a ground ball to center field. Um, Royce Lewis scored on that, and then uh, there was another score when Will Castro grounded into a double play. All right? And so uh, they are up 2 nothing in the bottom of the fourth over the Toronto Blue Jays as we watch some of these other series as well. But a great day for the Rangers. Aaron, I think uh, Evan Carter, huge star. Josh Young was a big star today. Two doubles and a triple to go three for four. Adolis had a huge, you know, had the home run. I mean, everybody played well. It was a great series. I think the story, though, is the two starting performances for the Rangers. It just kind of calmed everything down. Then, like both days, they got leads. And then today just was pretty comfortable. They quickly get out to about a 5 nothing lead through five innings. And then right around the sixth inning, they get that thing up to seven and uh, have a 7 nothing lead. Uh, and the uh, Rays were only able to score one run. That ended a huge scoreless uh, streak. Um, Aaron, this is exciting times for the Rangers, and as a major Rangers affiliate, uh, always exciting to carry these games, whether it be on ESPN Central Texas or Fox Central Texas. I think it was a very, very good to always have these games on, and we appreciate everybody who's coming back to us who is listening to the game on on uh, Fox Central Texas 93.9 and 1330 AM. Aaron, you agree with me that the big story was those, I mean, I love the Evan Carter story. He was amazing. But those two starts, Avaldi incredible today, and then Jordan Montgomery yesterday, to me, that set the tone for the entire series. Oh, absolutely. It, it's really unbelievable how well their two starting pitchers pitched. They were they were unhittable. I, I don't know after the uh, Josh Young, Josh Young error, how Evaldi got charged with an earned run <laughs> because I thought it should have been unearned after the error, 
the hit came. I know that's kind of nitpicking, but anyway, they both pitched incredible, and they both should have had zero earned runs uh, through seven complete, or not quite seven complete for Evaldi. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. They, unless they called that, didn't call it an error, and just called it a hit. Uh, it could. That's probably what happened. Yeah, is maybe how that happened. But uh, tremendous, uh, tremendous day for the Rangers as uh, they get it done seven to one, and now they will face Baltimore. Uh, Aaron, we need to look and see when that series will start. And and then start kind of looking forward to that one. Yeah, that will be interesting. Champagne all around for the Rangers, okay? Lots of people made fun of them for celebrating a premature celebration, so to speak. And uh, But the Rangers get it done, and they uh, they win this series. And I do think it would be very appropriate to go sip on some champagne. Game one in Baltimore is Saturday. All right, that is when that is set up for. So we sit here on Wednesday, Rangers, Thursday, Friday. So, so they could come back with really um, – we'll see how they want to set it up because they could – I mean, Dunning's going to be rested, but Montgomery could be ready to go to open that series. Uh, and then Sunday – let's see, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday – uh, you could have a Valdi on four days rest Thursday, Friday, Saturday on this in game two of that series. Okay, so we'll start figuring all that out, how they'll set that up. Aaron, dare we say, surely Scherzer won't be ready. <laughs> he does look good, man. He pitched the bullpen <laughs> today. Don't think he'll be ready for the ALDS. I, the way he looked today, I would not completely rule out an ALCS, but you have to, Aaron, what they tell me is you have to win an ALDS before you can get to an ALCS from all the research I've done. And uh, it today they were dominant in this, uh, in this quick series. It was the best of three. And um, I mean, I, you know, it was, uh, what was it, Aaron? What was the final yesterday? Did they win? Did they ever get a fifth run? I'm just trying to remember. So, they were up 4-0 in that game. Was that did it end up 4-0 or 5-0? Uh, so anyway, a, what's that? 4-0. Yeah, 11-1, a combined 11-1 against us. So kind of a wipeout is what they did as uh, the Rangers are heading to the AL Division Series. Um, Evan Carter got hit by a pitch on his ankle. He stayed in the game, kind of went down to first slowly, but uh, reached base in seven. Uh, his first eight career at-bats, um, or uh, he, he reached base safely in seven of those, or played appearances. So pretty, uh, pretty amazing stuff there as the Rangers win. 7-1, to one, and we start to look to that ALDS in Baltimore starting on Saturday. And so as the Bears play um, the Red Raiders, the, uh, the uh, Rangers, we'll see what time that game is Saturday, but the Rangers will get it on with the Orioles, a team that's been you know brilliant this year. But anything can happen in a playoff series, especially when you have people like what Evan Carter at age 21 21 years and 36 days. Um, 
he became the 11th youngest player to ever homer in a postseason game. Um, and it was, uh, wow. Uh, at age 19, Aaron, Andrew Jones uh, homered. Bryce Harper did it at age 19. These are all postseason, obviously, stats. Manny Machado did it at 20. Miguel Cabrera did it at 20. Pretty good Mickey company Mantle, so far. Mickey Mantle did it at 20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, the only player to reach base more times consecutively to start a postseason career. Now, this shocks me, and I thought he would have, like, maybe the all-time record. Uh, the Chicago Cubs, uh, Jorge Soler in 2016. Solar in 2016. I mean, I guess he had to. I mean, he had to reach base eight consecutive times. Reach base more times consecutively. That is crazy. All right, we'll do some uh, big time campus confidential, and then Joey McGuire joins us, the Texas Tech head football coach at 520 today. Let's do some Campus Confidential. Let's do it next. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Qualifications and rules apply. See Genco FCU for detail. Warning, free Genco Casasa checking may lead to a rise in disposable income due to cash back on everyday debit card purchases, refunds on ATM fees, and eliminations of so-called service fees. Increased satisfaction may result while operating your Genco debit card. If you suffer from chronic money loss, search for help at any Genco branch office. This has been a financial health advisory, courtesy of Genco FCU. My money, my future, my credit union, It's almost fall, school has started, pumpkin spice is everywhere, and football is finally back. The temperatures are dropping and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then, you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or, why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October. And the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. This is Eric Sakura at Sakura Family Ford with my favorite cousin, Clint Sakura. Thanks, Eric. You've seen us on our TV commercials over the years, but our dads are always doing the talking. Now it's finally our turn to invite you to come see us for your next vehicle. Wait, hold on, Eric. Do you think there's a reason that we only get to talk on the radio? Uh, probably because the grandkids are cuter on TV. <laughs> That's true. Take the Sakura exit in West and come see us at Sakura Family Ford where our, our family, family makes the, the difference. difference. To keep your energy costs low, seal your home or business with insulation from ProFoam Insulation. Whether you want spray foam insulation, retrofit insulation, blow-in insulation, or bat insulation, ProFoam Insulation is the team for the job. They can handle residential, commercial, and agricultural jobs. They're licensed and insured, offer free estimates, and lifetime warranties are also available. Family-owned and operated since 2017. ProFoam Insulation of Robinson, 254-640-1255, and ask for Matt. Sunday night, 
It's your Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers live from Levi's Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Dooley Noted Law is a firm without the sledgehammer. I'm Michael Dooley, and you don't have to press one to talk. I'm not a fast food restaurant, and I don't wear a suit and tie, unless you want me to. I've met so many Central Texans who want to start a business with an online service. Cheap on the front end, but it creates a poor foundation. Dooley Noted Law creates an affordable, strong base to keep the money that you've earned in your pocket. Let's meet at DooleyNoted.com, a human side of the law. Want to celebrate the Bears' big win or watch every road game on big screen TVs? Sound up loud and Bear fans all around? The Buckle is where you need to be. With a location just off campus, within walking distance of the stadium, the Buckle is a perfect den for food and beverages. Open two hours before kickoff. And get ready for the Buckle's full restaurant, opening in China Spring real soon. Drop on by the Buckle, the place for Bears to be. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin, and also at cnbwaco.com. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Thank you, Jim Turner. Thank you, Derek Scott. The whole gang out there, Clay Lasseter, uh, boy, Lasseter family. They probably enjoyed that Rangers victory today. Jim Turner, a uh, been a longtime owner, uh, part owner in the Rangers uh, and uh, full owner there in that car dealership, Jim Turner Chevrolet. He has to be very, very happy about the Rangers as they wrap up this series and now We'll begin the ALDS against the Baltimore Orioles on Saturday in Baltimore. And then, uh, of course, games three and four will be uh, with uh, in Arlington. And we'll see if there's a game five necessary in that series. Um, the uh, I tell you, the Rangers just perform so well in that place. But you hear the music. You know what it means, and it, this is when we talk college football, college athletics, and there's a lot of interesting stories floating around in the world of college athletics. And for that, we go to Aaron Sexton. Aaron, where are we starting today? We'll actually start with college basketball. John Rothstein 
reporting that the Big 12 Conference is discussing playing 20 league games in basketball during the 24-25 season. The Big 12 currently plays 18 conference games, but the this season, the 23-24 season, will be the first year that the conference will not play a double round-robin format mm. because the league added BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. Of course, next year, the league adds Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah as well. All right, get you a couple more uh, uh, conference matchups. I don't really see a huge downside to this. Already uh, considered one of the great uh, uh, basketball conferences in the country, uh, if not the best, probably is the best. And they add the Houston Cougars. They come in here with a dominant basketball program. And uh, and then of this new bunch, uh, Arizona is the most highly regarded uh, team to come in. You know, hopefully this allows you to play every team. Uh, I think some people were kind of disappointed this year that uh, that Scott Drew would not get two matchups against Jerome Tang. The Bears and an Iowa State team that had their number last year, especially that uh, last matchup, well, a couple of matchups, in fact, uh, will only see each other once. So some strange things that we're going to have to get used to in college basketball but again that number would go from playing 18 conference games to 20 and it would just subtract from your your non-conference and uh, these teams have different philosophies for non-conference Baylor loves playing these tough uh, neutral site games Um, although one of those Aaron is not that neutral right the uh isn't there? Oh, the one against the one in uh, Detroit against uh, Tom Izzo's Michigan State team. Now they'll those Spartan fans will show up like crazy. Every other one is uh, uh, happening in oh either Brooklyn, uh, Madison Square Garden in New York City, or the Pentagon out in South Dakota. One of the Dakotas, I think it is South Dakota. Can't remember exactly that town there. The Pentagon. I would love to go. Aaron, everybody wants to go to the Pentagon in early November. Maybe it wouldn't be too bad. Like, I would have to think it's pretty chilly even in November 7th, but not probably not just, like, awful. I think by late November, early December, you start to get some pretty rough weather in uh, South Dakota, even with global warming. All right, uh, Aaron, what else do we have, sir? The... Big 12 preseason awards as voted by the coaches for basketball announced today on the women's side and the Baylor women well represented Kentucky transfer Jada Walker voted the preseason newcomer of the year by the coaches and two Bears Sarah Andrews and Dariana Littlepage Bugs voted to the preseason all Big 12 teams team uh, Sarah Andrews was a unanimous selection. Okay. Sarah is is kind of starting to ease back in from being injured. Um, Aaron, could you not call Dre? I was just a, thinking that. a newcomer since she didn't she never played for the Bears last year. Uh, I mean, basically sat out the year while waiting on an eligibility issue. So I, I feel like you could have gone with either former uh, Kentucky. Aaron, should we uh, don't you don't think we should send a thank you to. The Kentucky coach who, who keeps sending these talented players to Waco. I think her name is Elsie, Coach Elsie. 
E-L-Z-Y, if I uh, just off memory. And uh, thank you. Thank you, LZ, for what you're uh, what you're doing with these uh, great players. And, uh, Aaron, let's see how far the Baylor women can go this year. I think early it, it could be – there could be some growing pains because you got a lot of talent, but you got to figure it all out and put everybody out there and, and have everybody running the system. But uh, I, I – I mean, I think they could challenge for a conference title. I really do. And and I fully expect them to be in the mix. Although, boy, that coach at J.C., Coach um, J.C. Ford, whatever that her name is, uh, at, at uh, uh, Oklahoma State, whoa. I mean, they play some good ball. And then Baronski, the, uh, as I just butcher name after name, I, that that coach at OU, very very good as well. A lot of good, a lot of great coaches, including uh, the Bears with uh, Nikki. A lot of excellent coaches in the Big Twelve. Go ahead, sir. Another day, another unique NIL collective offering. This one from Utah, the Crimson the Crimson Collective, the NIL group supporting Utah athletics, is presenting a truck to each one of the 85 scholarship members of the football team. The history-making deal is estimated to be worth easily seven figures. Some are saying up to $5 million as each truck's retail price is $61,000. It's funded by collective donations. The trucks will be released to each player as part of individual six-month contract, six contracts mm-hmm. that are expected to roll over. They are Contingent on a player's eligibility and enrollment at the university, the leases end when a player's eligibility expires or they choose to leave Utah. <laughs> yeah, I meant to send that over to uh, to uh, Ted Teague, Aaron, and see, you know, over at uh, Dodge. I mean, he's he's got a good inventory, uh, the GM over at uh, Allen Samuels. But I don't, I mean, that's a lot of trucks, Aaron. I mean, say what model is that again that they're getting the? Um, that's the that's a, I mean, it's a really nice Dodge truck. Dodge Ram fifteen hundred. Yeah, that's uh, that's not Ooh. the uh, stripped down model. <laughs> no, no, that is uh, the uh, the first Aaron. class top model. Yeah, well, this would be a good time to say, Aaron. Can you say zero percent for seventy two months? You heard that right. This month at Allen Samuels. In Waco, during Ram Power Days, you can get a 2023 Ram 1500 Crew Cab Lone Star for 0% for 72 months. You like how I did that, Aaron? Just slip right in there to a Dodge. Uh, but Utah, very, very exciting news for the Utah Utes. Everybody. I, now, I kind of feel bad for the walk-ons. You know, every scholarship player oh, gets yeah. one of those trucks. And I. I feel like they should at least get rides. And uh, Werner had kind of a funny tweet, Aaron. He said, that's going to be hard when they come out of practice if, like, every one of those is the same paint, you know, scheme. (laughs) Trying to figure out, you know, everybody, you know how you honk your horn with your keyless entry to see where your truck is and everything? Yeah. They all have the exact same-looking truck. That will be interesting. I don't know if they get, you know, can do different colors or what, but – Oh, yeah, be, that would uh, get confusing when you go out to the parking lot. I didn't think yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah, very funny. All right, you have one more? Uh, real quick, the NCAA is, uh, did a couple of things today. They permanently dropped the new player limit in football. It was 25. Now there's no limit. And uh, they 
finally approved the changes to the transfer portal window, making them official and giving players 45 total days throughout the year to enter their names into the portals. The days of those 45 uh, depends on the sport now. What are you saying? There was a limit to how many like new players you could add to your roster? Uh, 25 initial counters per year. Oh, okay. I was trying and to figure included, out. that <laughs> included uh, high school prospects and transfers. So I don't know how Texas State and Colorado were able to do it, but they've changed uh-huh. the rule now anyway. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking, um, surely they, I guess they found a way around that or I'm just not completely grasping that. All right. It is time. Speaking of NIL and the portal, a man who used to be among us, the head football coach of the Texas Tech Red Raiders, Joey McGuire, joins the Matt Mosley Show next. This is ESPN Central Texas. King of the Road. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Rico, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. The only dentist in the Bosqueville Independent School District is Saddle Creek Dental. Since 2007, Drs. Dodd Moore and Jacob Moore have helped patients of all ages while providing them with personalized, gentle care they deserve. They offer laser dentistry, cosmetic fillings, single-day crowns, Invisalign clear aligners, and dental implants. Emergency care and conscious sedation is available. Schedule an appointment today. Saddle Creek Dental, 10104 Saddle Creek Drive and at SaddleCreekDental.com. Good luck, Bosqueville Bulldogs. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. You'll enjoy great food and great service before or after a Baylor football or basketball game at the Brazos Landing. Located within walking distance from McLean Stadium and Baylor's new Foster Pavilion, don't wait in traffic. Enjoy a meal on the water at the Brazos Landing. Reservations welcome. And for Baylor home games, park your car at the Brazos Landing for $50 and get that $50 back as voucher for your upscale dining experience. It's the Brazos Landing where I-35 and the Brazos River meet. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at CentexSportsFan.com. Is buying a home on your wish list? Whether you are looking for your first home or your next home, an educated home buyer is the best home buyer. NeighborWorks Waco. Free home buyer education workshop walks you through the home buying process and answers your questions about everything from money management, understanding credit, obtaining a mortgage loan, and shopping for a home to protecting your investment. NeighborWorks Waco has assisted over 3,200 families in achieving their dreams of home ownership. Visit us at nw-waco.org and let us help you make home ownership a reality. 
Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance has the experience to help you understand your coverage options, whether it's auto, home, life, or business insurance, or retirement planning. Joe Wimpy is a multi-time Agent of the Year award winner, and he's proud of his longtime connection to Baylor University. His brother Jerry played football for the Bears. Uncle W.J. Wimpy was Baylor chaplain for 50 years, and his son Bo played baseball for the Green and Gold. If you're looking for a new insurance quote, call or text Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance today, 972-771-8051. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. The Lorena Athletic Association meets the first Monday of each month and they invite all supporters of the Leopards and Lady Leopards to become members and attend the meetings. Each year, all volunteer Lorena Athletic Association awards college scholarships to deserving Lorena ISD graduating senior student athletes. They also provide needed items each year from the high school and junior high coaches wishes list. The Lorena Athletic Association is seeking volunteers to work concession stands at home sporting events. Call Lorena High School for more information or check them out on Facebook. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and our longtime friend Joey McGuire uh, joins us now, Texas Tech head football coach. And, uh, Joey, always great to have you, uh, especially on Baylor Tech Week. And with you coming back uh, to McLean Stadium, I know it you know brings back all kinds of thoughts. You've already kind of dealt with all this last year of of playing and seeing a bunch of your old either players and coaches, but still to come on the road game, I noticed you um encouraged a lot of your alums in the area to perhaps uh, show up in Waco seven o'clock uh, Saturday night. So I'm a little fearful, Joey, of uh, lots of uh, red and black in the uh, in the stands uh, Saturday evening. Well, I hope so. We need it. You know, we uh, we have not played well on the road, um, you know, and, and uh, um, so I'm hoping we can get a lot of red and black and, and have a lot of support, and, and it kind of feels like more of a home game. But you, you said it, you know, perfect. It's going to be um, an emotional time. Uh, I, uh, man, I have some great friends on that staff. Um, I'm here at Texas Tech because of Baylor University and, I have some of my best memories, uh, you know, in my career in that stadium. And so, um, you know, I, I think I'm probably a year away from it because, uh, you know, the farther you get away from it and the, the less kids that are on the team that, you know, maybe you directly recruited or had a big hand in um, will change a little bit. But I don't think it ever change of it being an emotional game for me because I just, I just appreciate the people there and I really do. I appreciate the fan base, the way we were treated whenever we were there. Um, and, and just, I have some great friends on that staff. I mean, you know, Sean Bell is one of my really good friends. 
uh, Dave Wetzel was one of my really good friends, and then I just have a such a great amount of respect for Dave Aranda for you know allowing me to stay uh, you know those last two years and and um, you know being a part of uh, you know the twenty and twenty one season. You know, Wetzel and I are good friends, and I, I think it, occasionally maybe he gets tired. Um, you went through the same thing when you were at Baylor with Mosley Scouting Services when I'm trying to sell him on like Lake Highlands kids, you know. <laughs> so I think I think sometimes he gets enough of that. But you know, I can't I can't give up the ghost when it when it comes to all that. But it is a it is a lot of fun memories. Uh, there's a lot of fun memories that you have now. You know, interestingly. You know, y'all had big, big expectations, which you never shied away from. Um, probably a little bit more expectations than Baylor. Yet y'all arrive two and three. Y'all coming off a big conference win. Um, you said it. You know, you've been. It's in your crawl that y'all haven't played up to what you thought you would do. Are you seeing signs? And and what kind of maybe makes you think that? that you're kind of ready even though maybe later in the season and you wanted it to take off, that this thing's about to get going for you? Well, you know, one of the big things for us is we just got to continue to, you know, play better football. And, and you know, the one thing that uh, we're going through it kind of like at Baylor, the same thing. We've had some crazy injuries, um, you know, and, and uh, uh, similar to them. And, and so – uh, we get some guys back. We're still dealing with some of those injuries. And then just playing better football. I mean, we've been in three one-score losses that we had the opportunity to win. And, and it goes back to, you know, things that we're not doing versus things that are being done to us. I mean, we got a, our first two games in critical situations. We did not protect the ball. we got to do a good job of that against Baylor. And, um you know, the one thing that we are leaning on right now that we got to continue to lean on, we're running the football really well, and Taj Brooks has, has played, you know, extremely well. Um, and so we, we really do have to continue to, to do that on Saturday to be successful. Well, I've heard you talk about Taj. You love his leadership, uh, and and he is uh, – I heard Dave Aranda talking about the way you all run the ball, you know, as far as sometimes the backs are – I think he described it – is extremely patient at, at kind of letting the blocker set up and then when need be can kind of cut it back up. What What is it about uh, Taj, other than his really good leadership abilities, but just his on the field that, that's made him, you know, such a such a huge talent and such a huge motor uh, for your offense? Well, one, he's, you know, somewhere, depending on the day, between 225 and 228. And, you know, I always remind him, uh, make them tackle, you know, 225 throughout the game. You know, uh, run like a 225 back, and he really has bought into that. And then um, his patience, you know, uh, Coach Randa, that's what he said. He's 100% right with that whenever he's been extremely patient. You know, we we have, uh, you know, a couple different schemes that we really lean on, and one of them is our gap scheme. And, and you have to be patient because you got to allow your, you know, pullers to kind of – um, they've got. He's got to read those pullers and see where the ball is going to hit. Man, he does such a good job of keeping his shoulders square. He does a great job of keeping his feet moving, and you know he's he's really seeing it right now. I mean, whenever you got a back that's hot, I mean, I go back to 2021. Whenever Abram Smith, you know, got rolling, 
mean, he just saw it. Like, he he just had a feel for it. And that's kind of Taj right now. I mean, he has such a good feel for our run game. And then he's a complete back. You know, he catches the ball well out of the backfield. And he does an incredible job in blitz pickup. And so he's on the field a lot and, and uh, you know, can really do it all. Uh, talking to Joey McGuire, head coach at uh, Texas Tech, head football coach. Barron is someone that's been now in the program for, I guess, I don't know, you know, three years now. Uh, he, he is someone that's played a lot, and I've heard you kind of talk about him. He's, and I'm, I'm kind of curious. I mean, obviously, he's got great arm talent. He does so many things, almost so much arm talent that every once in a while you got to kind of talk to him about getting his feet up under him. But a guy like that, that that's talent, that's so talented. When he didn't win the starting job, like what what's that attitude like? Because you don't you know you're going to be disappointed, and they want to play, and he's had a chance to be a starter in the past. But what what did he? How did he kind of handle that and process that? And and how has he been not only this week, but in you know since he's kind of taken over? What's his attitude and, and leadership been like? Well, he, you know, he was already on my leadership council, and so he, he's got such a big voice in that locker room. You know, but, I mean, I was extremely proud because, uh, you know, most people, uh, nine out of ten quarterbacks right now, they don't win the job they transfer. You know, you're seeing it nonstop. And so with him, um, and I was really proud of him, uh, you know, him understanding that um, – you know he it, where he was and what he needed to work on and and where he needed to grow and and many hung in there. He, he loves this university. You know he, he believes in Coach Kitley and and so he stuck around. You know and um, yeah, I'm I'm glad he did, man, because he keeps us in a good situation. You know I love our quarterback room and I hate it for Tyler Shuck. I mean the kid can't catch catch a break. Uh, you know but we feel really really comfortable. You know the the West Virginia game was kind of a if you look at him career-wise um, over the last two years in this offense, it was uh, total out of character. And, and the one thing that we talked about after that game was, you know, trying to do too much. Um, you know, maybe if we were not in the situation we're in at that time, only have a one victory, he probably relaxes a little bit. But I think he was trying to too, do too much, you know, to really go out and win that game. And, you know, the thing is, I think every player in every position, have, they have to operate in the scheme, you know, and uh, make the plays that they're supposed to make. Um, and, and I think he was trying to do too much. He was much better this last week, and he's had a great week this week so far. And, you know, expecting to have a guy that's ready to go out and, and uh, play and have a really good game on Saturday night. Should be a great atmosphere. I do feel like y'all have been a little snake bit at quarterback. Um, you won't get any sympathy <laughs> from Baylor fans with what they've kind of you know been through at quarterback this year. Uh, I I'm trying to remember the last Tech quarterback that like made it all the way through a season. I mean, you may have to go back to Mahomes uh, or that yeah. era because it's just uh, uh, whether it was Bowman, uh, Shuck, you know, it's just kind of it's been that way. Columbia played for you, Tyler. You have, you've had some really talented. Uh, uh, players, but just the health thing, you know, has been an issue. You know, speaking of shaping, you know that this thing functions way better when he's there. And I know 
you know, you don't really appreciate these people until they're out, right? And then you're trying yep. to function. Again, this young guy is going to be good. The guy from your area, uh, uh, Sawyer, he's going to be a good player. He just wasn't quite, you know, ready for to to function like they needed him to in those in those last few games. What do you remember about Blake's recruitment and, and just how have you kind of seen him both up close and now from afar continue to develop as a as a, as a quarterback? Well, I, I'll tell you, Garrett was his host, um, and Garrett will tell you he never <laughs> lost a recruit. Um, and, you know, the thing, I love Blake, man. I, I, I just think he's a, such a competitor. Uh, it's, it's with him when he's on the field, it's about winning, um, you know, and, and ever how that takes place, whether he has a good game or, or whatever it is. And, you know, that's the reason. I mean, if you go back, you've got your heart and soul back on that team whenever Shaken was able to play last week. And, you know, you watch that game, and to me, Blake on offense and Matt Jones on defense, they just refused to lose. They just refused to to lose that game, and they, they played at such a high level. And, you know, uh, I mean, nothing against – there's a reason he's a starting quarterback. I mean, if he's healthy, then Baylor probably beats Utah, you know, a, a team that's been ranked in the top ten, you know, at some point this season. And so he's, he's the guy, man. You know, and it's crazy. It's funny you say that about Tech. You've got two programs that – because I don't remember the last time a Baylor quarterback has finished the season, you know, that didn't, mm-hmm. you know, started every game. I mean, if you go back, you'd probably have to go all the way back to uh, Bryce, um, I would think, uh, because, you know, Charlie didn't, um, yeah. Gary didn't, uh, Shapen has not, uh, you know, and so it's kind of, you got two teams that, that, that been snake bit at times whenever it comes to the quarterback position. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's it's strange to look at that. Now you have a great feel for this Baylor defensive personnel because you recruited some of these folks and, and had a direct role in, in a lot of the. I mean, you know, and I, I heard you talking earlier this week uh, about Gabe and TJ Franklin from you know he's from Temple, of course, and uh, Garmin and this the length and the size and boy, that's 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 what you and Rule loved is you know y'all were kind of trying to get that prototype six four six five you love the length you know it, it's so you know that personnel but what are you seeing on tape from like Caden Jenkins and then I mean some of these um, uh you're seeing 19 you're seeing 15 these are like freshmen and redshirt freshmen that are starting to kind of pop you're playing some young people too but what are you kind of seeing from this Baylor defense that um, they've been, you know, they've had some struggles this year, but they certainly have some young players on the come, it would seem. Yeah, you know, 19, he's a, he's a dude, man. He, uh, he He's a really good football player, played great last week. I mean, what you see when you start looking at, like, Tevin Williams and you start looking at those guys, they can all run. They all have good length. Um, you know, uh, the Devin Lemire, getting Devin Lemire back on defense – you know, from being hurt before, um, made a huge difference. Um, you know, he, he plays really well. But the thing about all those guys that they they got good length and they all can run, you know, and, and uh, playing this game, I mean, it's especially in this conference, you better have some DBs that can cover and run and, and then also tackle. And those guys are doing a great job of, of that, you know. And um, it, it's – I love seeing – 
you know, some of the, some of the freshmen, of course, I, I don't know any of them, you know, mm-hmm. but some of the redshirt freshmen and uh, redshirt sophomores, I mean, I was there. And so it's good to see those young guys. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I said this earlier this week, there's nobody that is not on the Baylor staff that was more happy for a Baylor win than I was. Um, I was so fired up to see when I got off the field, um, you know, and I'm walking into my press conference and I usually walk, walk with Matt Doubting. He's giving me the updates of all the scores. And whenever they, he said that Baylor's fixed to win this game, I was so fired up because I, you're, you're in two very similar buildings whenever it comes to, um, you know, that you're in banged up, you're losing games, uh, you know, you lose a close game to Oregon, you lose a co- close game to Utah. Like you're going through the same stuff, and and those guys are root. And so, again, some of my best friends. So I was really fired up that they won, and then I'm now watched the game on my uh, my third time. You know, at different ways I watched film, and uh, man, they they fought their tails off in that fourth quarter to come back and win that game. Yeah, your guy Matt Jones. Apparently, I think Dave said he was throwing up chunks. Uh, on the sideline, and and then he kind of ran back in there, and you you you've brought that up. That you, knew, you know, me, Matt man. Jones. He's a, yeah, he's a now, not dude, to bring up. Oh yeah, and you know he just he just uh, sideline to sideline. Y'all had some like that. He reminds me of the guy that is playing in the NFL now for the Bengals. You know, that kind of a sideline yeah. to sideline, you know, type type guy. Do you um do you kind of last year's game? I know that was frustrating. The one against Baylor. Do you show any of that film and and kind of like, hey guys, remember this, or or how do you? Uh, what's your best way of kind of handling that? Because like you say, you don't want to like, you know, send them into depression or something, but you also you know want to come out and I know play different in the trenches this year. Yeah, no, I mean we, I mean these guys know what last year was. I mean we we played. 13 games and the one game that we didn't play and not show up was this game you know so they understand that but i we don't we try not to make a a deal about that because you know right now what we're trying to focus on is us you know uh we lose wyoming because of us we lose oregon because of us we lose west virginia because of us you know and and really trying to break down those things i mean we had four converted third downs against West Virginia to where we got a penalty to convert a first down. That has nothing to do with what, what West Virginia did. And so we broke up all those plays and why is it happening and what's going on. And so it's the same thing of coming out of Houston, the good things we did, the things we didn't do well, and really focusing on that. You know, I mean, we get it. I tell everybody, look, I know there's a different logo. I know we're going on the road. But at the end of the day, the only way you give yourself a chance to, to play well and win the game is if you focus on playing better football, and it doesn't matter who the opponent is. Um, and so trying to keep that away from them, because then you get overhyped, it becomes more than what it is, and at the end of the day, it's a conference game on the road that you got to go try win. Do, uh, do Tech fans, Joey, obsess about, like, what color they wear to the game as much as Baylor fans? <laughs> well, the thing that we always talk about is if you ever wear the old double T, then you're going to get a thumbs up no matter what the colors are. If you're, you know, and so uh, I let Zane Zane uh, 
Perry's my head equipment guy, and he's been here forever. You know, he was on staff whenever Mike Leach was here. He's, you know, he's been through everybody. And so I always usually let him pick the combinations. We talk about it a little bit. There's a special occasion, of course. But, man, I just – one thing I told him is I'll never wear white pants on real grass. And uh, I do that because I'm an old equipment guy in high school, and you got to soak those pants a lot to get all the grass stains out. And if you never had to do that, then it's easy to pick all white. But uh, we never do that, so he usually he does me right whenever he does me right whenever I, uh, I we start talking about uniforms. I always usually say, okay, what what real grass are we playing on? And they'll say, okay, well I think BYU's real grass. Well, okay, we're not going to wear white pants, so y'all figure out the combination besides all white. <laughs> All right. Well, just prepare yourself for a gold out, sir. All right. You yeah, will encounter you a, a mighty sea of gold. Uh, all right. Hey, Joey, always fun. Really appreciate you doing this. And uh, it'll be great to uh, hopefully get to, to see you uh, Saturday night. Yes, sir. Thank you very much for having me, man. You bet. You bet. There he goes. Joey McGuire, head football coach, Texas Tech Red Raiders as they come in 7 o'clock start. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. The Axtell Coaches Show with Craig Horn is brought to you by Triple S Sports. Coach, your guys get a victory over Kearns. Um, I know you gave up a, a kickoff return for a touchdown early in that game, but it seems like your team really settled in after that. What was the key? To kind of bounce them back after falling behind seven nothing early in that football game. Well, I think just sticking with the game plan, and you know, you know, sometimes you get in these situations where you you're winning and you're, you're having a good season, or you start stacking up some good seasons, and and uh, maybe kids aren't aren't used to playing from behind or going through some adversity, and and one of the silver linings or the I guess the odd benefits of inheriting a place that's not used to success is that. You know they're they're used to a lot of adversity. So the, these kids around here they they respond to, to adversity pretty well. You know, where more successful teams sometimes don't. Uh, so yeah, they just bounced back, didn't let it get them down. Just trusted what we'd coached them all week to do, and and went out and and, and played fast. You rushed for 332 yards. Uh, what did you like about the way your offensive line played up front? Well, we played well. We got physical, and and we we shifted the game plan a little bit once we got into the game after a drive or two. And instead of trying to to go score quickly or, or looking for plays that would would stretch Kearns vertically, we we just decided to beat up on them. And and obviously the offensive line is a is a huge part of that. So you know they were physical. They they played hard. Uh, when they they got to the point of attack, they they brought the wood, so to speak. And so, you know, they, when you rush for 330 something yards, you know, you're, you're dominating things up front. So they obviously played well. What's the key against Rio Vista? Uh, a lot of the same, you know, we won't be bigger than them. So we'll have to play physical and, and play with leverage and play low. So uh, just another week where we just got to get better at doing what we do. ESPN Central Texas. Triple S Sports is your one stop for all your baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from names that you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs. 
with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about league and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. Play ball. Are you ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, call 254-710-8080. Are you just another number to your insurance provider? Look no further than The Flock. Cole, Michael, Derek, and Javen are local independent brokers. And with over 50 trusted companies in their network, they'll find you unbeatable rates for auto, homeowners, life, and even commercial insurance. Why settle for one-size-fits-all insurance? Text QUOTE to 214-838-5236. QUOTE to 214-838-5236. Let The Flock take you under their wing. A dynamic team with Goosehead Insurance. Your trusted choice for personalized coverage. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN, Central Texas. At Waste Connections, they keep Central Texas clean. Waste Connections provides trash pickup and recycling services to Waco area homes and businesses. Remember them when you need residential garbage service, commercial dumpsters, and garbage collection, bulk item pickups, trash compactors, or construction and demolition roll-offs. They would be honored to be your service provider. Waste Connections, 254-840-4060, South Main Street, McGregor, and at wasteconnections.com. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. We all know high school football is huge in Texas. What else is huge is our selection of new Chevrolets and certified pre-owned vehicles at Chevy of West, home of Silverado City. And when you find new roads to Chevy of West, our award-winning team is here to help you find the perfect new Chevy, all with a free lifetime powertrain warranty. For our starting lineup of new Chevys and big savings, too, please visit ChevyofWest.com. Robinson Athletic Booster Club proudly supports the athletics of Robinson High School, a nonprofit organization comprised solely of volunteers that lend a hand and encourage everyone to participate, whether in concession sales, event planning, finances, or even time. Robinson Athletic Booster Club is able to support the athletic program by purchasing equipment, supplies, and providing scholarships. For more information on how you can help, contact Denise at 254-214-3625. Let's go Rockets! Looking to connect with Baylor alums in your area? Baylor alumni can help. Looking to host a watch party in your city? Baylor alumni can get you started. Want to step out in your community and serve with other alums? Baylor alumni is your connection with the university and each other. Let's get started. Learn how at baylor.edu slash alumni.
It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show. We got to say good night. Huge day for the Rangers. They win seven to one. Just blow the Rays out. Evan Turner was unbelievable. Reached on seven of his first eight um, plate appearances and just uh, was dominant. Had a big two-run homer today. And uh, then then uh, before that, Adolis uh, Garcia left the ballpark, hollered something back at whoever it was. He and Rosarina are actually really good friends, but there's uh, there's just some fun stuff going on when um, when those two get together and uh, this is uh, this just been an amazing day the excitement had the interesting story of uh, the Utah Crimson Collective the Utes leasing each scholarship player a new Dodge Ram truck a six million dollar value at the leases are six months and are voided if a player transferred or the eligibility expires. So really, really uh, interesting, all that's going on. Great to have Joey McGuire on. We've had every opposing head coach, or if not, like at University of Texas, we didn't have Sark, but we had Crystal Conte, their AD. So what a year it's been on that front. We just always uh, are able to get that thing done. I, I have been monitoring this situation Shane Anderson at Midway is on administrative leave. Uh, and, I mean, I, I don't know where this is headed. Uh, I've read the uh, the letter that was sent. Bryce Cherry had it in the Waco Trib in terms of what was sent out to families. Uh, it was a, uh, a non-student-related personnel uh, personal situation. Whatever they are doing, uh, looking at Shane Anderson, but he has been on administrative leave, and uh, we will uh, we will find out what what all is going on there. And um, uh, I, I it, it appears that uh, well there'll be a interim head coach uh, coming in this Friday in the in the situation. So we'll uh, we'll take a long look at that one. Very strange story with Shane Anderson. Team's not doing well uh, again this year. One in five. They did have a big victory over Hutto. But again, we don't know exactly what this is about. But uh, it is, uh, it's really uh, something that bears watching. All right, uh, big win for the Rangers. Everybody have a tremendous evening. And then we'll do a big Thursday show. And we'll do that at 3 o'clock straight up tomorrow. It's Matt Mosley's show. Thank you, Aaron. Good night, everybody. It's time now for the Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Modern Media, your full-service advertising agency. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 football on today's Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, it's...